Yeah. Best show's back. Tuesday night. You ready, Mike? You ready, Dudio? You ready, Pat? I don't know if I like the fake enthusiasm less than the than the legitimate disgust I get. Hey, you gonna make fun of vinyl tonight? No, I'm not gonna. He he literally he said, "You gonna make fun of vinyl?" Mike was saying, "No, I'm not gonna make fun of vinyl tonight. I didn't watch it yet." And I swear, under his breath, he went, "Well, f." you as he walked away I'm like like I did not need that you gonna make fun of vinyl no not going to no what I'm going to do is start the best show in a matter of seconds and then I'll bring uh, a special guest we got Jonah Ray is gonna be here in the studio we got a fun announcement It'll be at some point during the show. Oh, what a magical night. And it begins right now. The best show. My friends, the best show is back on another Tuesday evening here 
in New Jersey. That's where it all goes down, people. Everything good has come out of New Jersey. Whether it's George Railroad Martin or Bruce Springsteen or AP Mike. All right, we're running out here, admittedly. And our next president, Chris Christie, who I think is going to put himself back in the race. I think he's just biding his time. I think it's canny of him. Let everyone drop out. And then it's Christie time. Here he comes, right? Bursting through the door. Oh, yeah. He's coming back. He's got my vote. Seriously, I'm not concerned about the 2016 election. All kidding aside, you all know I support uh, Ted Cruz. And cannot wait until America is on cruise control. Right? That's the first thing he's going to do. Is declare America is now on cruise control. I think you look. I think that guy, first of all, looks cool. He looks like he's in a panic, somehow. Right? Like he's he's upset about something all the time. But it's like he's upset about something stupid, like like a zoning issue, like that. He's like the neighbor who looks like you. He'd tell you that you planted a thing and the tree's hanging over his dry... Like, those berries are falling off your tree in my driveway. And that concludes the best show political talk for the year 2016. Catch you all in 2020. Now, we're here for good times, family fun, and what a better way to, to endorse uh, good old-fashioned family uh, uh, rocking and rolling good times than something by spray paint, which I did not realize. Fair amount of curses in that one. What are you going to do? Go get your money back. I got no advertisers tonight. Supposed to do. Show's in a free fall. Wait, are we there already? Okay. Ah, that didn't take long. No! We heard spray paint from their album. Clean Blood. Regular Acid. It's on Mono Fuss. And that song is called Texas Talking Powder. Spray paint are so great. That's uh, Texas rock at its finest. Love spray paint. So good live. Great records. Can't wait to hear what they got coming up next. And starting us off, David Peel. That's right. The one and only David Peel. From his album, King of Punk. Reissued by Hozak. From 1978 originally. What an amazing record. Holy moly. David Peel and Death, King of Punk, and the song we heard was called Punk Rock.
Love it. The guy responsible for some of the worst Apple recordings ever. It's also responsible for one of the best rockin' albums ever. Love it. David Peel and Death. Can't sleep on Hozak, man. That's a good label. Monofuss is a good label. Hozak's a good label. They're all good labels. We do nothing less than play the best here. Now that you've tried the rest, try the best. Remember that? The first time you saw that on a pizza box, you laughed a little bit. Then you realized it was on every pizza box everywhere. So, tonight we have Jonah Ray is going to be in studio in a little bit. That's exciting. The topic tonight, what is it? Well, best of the worst, worst of the best. We've done it in the in the past. On the old best show, we did it. We're bringing it back. What is the best thing that, that a terrible person has done? And what's the worst thing a great person has done? Mike? Do you get that topic? Like, I want you to think about this one. Mike's bringing up uh, Martin Scorsese's Cape Fear remake. He's trying to get me to talk about vinyl again. I didn't watch it yet. I can't wait, though. I've heard nothing but raves. I heard ghosts come back. Right? Is that true? That there's rock and roll ghosts in it? I heard there were ghosts. Like, suddenly a ghost appears. Like the ghost of, you know, Herman's Hermit. Or like Peter Noon suddenly shows up. Man, that Peter... If you've got satellite radio, man, it's time to... It's time we all got to rise up and say... Hey, can we get rid of Peter Noon off that 60s channel, right? Really? Everybody needs... I got another story about touring with him. It's, it's really another story. You guys were around for two and a half years. You've told every story you could tell. We were out doing... It was me and Billy J. Kramer. And... Who came by but Ringo Starr? Like, you know, he's like, at this point, people are like, come on, Herm Peter, rack your brain. Did you hang out with any of the Beatles any more times? We'll just write them all down. The phone number, 201 3323484 201- Three three two three four eight four. Best of the worst. Worst of the best. Like Mike brought up, Barn Scorsese. He said that that uh, that Cape Fear is his worst. That's not his worst, Mike. Clearly, you've never seen Shutter Island. Oh boy, that's some choppy waters, man. Shutter Island. Sh- Can you imagine? And that's the one he like makes a ton of money with. Like, oh, it's his biggest one yet. Oh God. Who's good here, Mike? Best show. Hi. Hi. 
Welcome to the best show. To whom am I speaking? Holden again. Who? Holden. Holden. Oh, it's you. I remember you. You're the Weisenheimer who called last week. <laughs> right? <laughs> bad ear. Uh, yeah, you, I know. You a good kid or you a bad kid? What's the deal, Holden? Good. I have a friend. Do you behave? Yeah. What's the worst thing you ever did? <laughs> What'd you do? You play a joke, a trick? Okay, what are you on the space shuttle or no something? No more it's thing like ever. Delay. What's that? I hide with and score with everything. Okay. Yeah. Long delay, bad phone. This is great. Um, so Holden, you're in what grade now? You're in kindergarten, if I remember correctly, right? Yes. How was school this week? What did you do? Um, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. No? Something I really hate about mouth. One thing, one time when I had something about mouth. Okay, we got to work on this phone connection, Dad. Dad? There's work on the phone connection. Another, there's only one, there's only one math thing I hate. What is the math thing you hate, Holden? Math books. Math books? You hate the books about it? No, the books where you learn math. Yeah, the books that have all the math puzzles in them and problems in them. Yeah, so, but I'm good at other ones than those. Okay. I probably end up... You, you want to know the best ones of those? What is it? You want to know the best ones of those? Yeah, what is it? The one with, well, the well... What? All right. This is. So you excited? Girls is back with season five, huh? What do you think? Only one more to go after this. What do you think is gonna? Never mind. Did you watch? You don't watch. Never mind. You don't watch. What's your favorite TV show? I have a lot of favorite TV shows. Oh, name one, Chief. I think my last favorite one was Ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. Ultimate Spider-Man. Okay. All right, bro. I'll talk to you soon. T tighten up that phone call, Dad. Got to get the one kid to not scream in the background. Got to give Holden a chance to hear what I'm saying. Bad form, Pops. Bad form. Trying to do a show here. This is not, uh, trying to do a show here. Come on, Pops. Tighten it up. Tighten it up. It's too much to ask you to get one kid screaming. Yeah, yeah. Now on we got to do a sound check and a pre-interview. Unbelievable. Try to start this show off strong. Kid, his kid. I think that kid's uh, got a, a father's uh, probably doing a podcast. It's his chance. Take me out of the game. Start me off slow. Not falling for it, Pop. Special. Hey, Tom. It's Sarah in Nashville. Sarah in Nashville. Sarah. Nashville. I know this Sarah. Steps for me to say I'm from Nashville. <laughs> this is the Sarah who is the rocker. 
<laughs> sure. <laughs> right? Yeah, yep. That's what they call me down here. They call you Sarah the Rocker? <laughs> yes, yes, they do. I actually think that uh, that has actually has happened in the newspaper. It was embarrassing. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I think the uh, local newspaper did refer to me as a local rocker. A local rocker. And Joseph, yeah. And what was that about? Why would they write? Why were you in the paper? Oh, they were talking about Duke. Dukes, your 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 bar, my bar, my in watering hole in Nashville. Now, yeah. how now, have you been? I'm good. Do you think? Good. Do you think Mike? You know AP Mike, right? I mean, you know, yeah. we had a good chat a couple minutes ago. Lately, he's been on a real hmm. country tear. Okay. And he wears. He's dressing like he he's all he listens to is like Marshall Tucker band. Oh, I've heard about this. And the yeah. Outlaws. Yeah. And Rossington Collins Band. Yeah. You've got mixed feelings about about it? I'm just wondering, that's more of a Texas thing, right? Than a he would he cut it down there in Nashville? I mean, I think he could, you know, come down and, you know, do a do a walkabout test drive, see if anybody notices. Like where I think it might go over pretty big. If he needed to get some gear, like some gear, like a look. He could get it. Is there like a place in Nashville that like you can go and dress like a country dude? Oh, oh, is there ever? <laughs> is there where? <laughs> what is the name of the place? The main place you Nash- sent? It's called. It's called Nashville. <laughs> it's called the, oh, so just yeah. the city of Nashville. <laughs> yeah, the airport. If you go to the airport, mm-hmm. yeah, like mm-hmm. he doesn't even have to. He just go to the get a flight. It's real cheap. Just hang at the airport for four or five hours and fly back home. And, and then you can, yeah. People will think he's somebody. So Mike, Mike should just fly in, yeah. not even leave the airport. Yeah. And just, exactly. he can get his duds at the airport. Yep. They got everything. He could probably buy a guitar there and play a set at the uh, Tennessee Spirits Tavern mm-hmm. or whatever it's called. I was actually at the Cafe. Really? So he could yeah. hang out. I was actually at the Nashville airport because um, this country singer who was, like, burned in an accident was, like, coming back home to Nashville. And then, like, she had a big thing at the airport where she came off the plane and then she fainted. Ooh. And then uh, <laughs> Ned Beatty was all well, – no, it's the – I didn't I'm, mean to laugh. I'm talking about the movie Nashville. I'm talking about the movie Nashville takes oh, place at the Nashville airport. Oh, the movie airport. Nashville. And then Jeff Goldblum rolled in in like a chopper. You ever see that, that movie? Amazing. Have you seen yes, that movie? I've seen it. I, I I know I'm not presenting like I've seen it, but yes, yes, I have seen it several times. Are they? Uh, are do they? Would would people in Nashville hate that movie? Like 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 actual like full on not not people who popped who popped in as adults like you have. Honestly, that's a good question. I have no idea, but I will find out, and I can report back to you on that some other time. I want you to find out what the locals think of that. Yeah, I will. Because Nashville has all these cool new people in it now, right? Yeah, some some new people, some cool new people. Whether you're cool old people, you're talking about a Sarah or a Joey Plunkett. Oh, yeah, he's been here for five years. It's not like, you know, in New York, you have to live there for, like, mm-hmm. 15 years to be considered a local. I think it, 
I don't know. People in Nashville might not agree. I feel like it takes like I just, let me put it this way. I got called a local rocker. I still haven't moved my stuff out of Brooklyn. So all right. Well, you got to keep one uh, foot here still. Yeah. Look, nobody's mistaking you for for a Nashville uh, uh, for for being no. born in Nashville. No, definitely not. No. You're too, I got called uh, too New, New York. York nice and Nashville rude by somebody at work the other day. Say, say that again? <laughs> someone, someone at work called me New York nice but Nashville rude. <laughs> New York. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> you and Mike have another thing in common. We're rude. <laughs> no, you're not rude. Neither of you are rude. But you both work. So you're both behind that, that, uh, that bar. Yep. Sometimes. You clean the taps? You clean the thing? Oh no, I got a, I got a guy for that. I have no idea how to do that. Okay. Mike, I do clean you all, you clean, clean him, Mike? Stuff. Mike says he has a guy also. Yeah, you got a guy. You're obviously not in the industry. We yeah. we got we all got guys. All right. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> so when is this Duke's of your cool bar in Nashville? When is the anniversary of Duke's? We're having a big uh, anniversary thing. It's on April 22nd, but I'm doing, I decided to stress myself out and do a whole month of really fun stuff. And that's, I was telling Mike on the phone, I heard that you don't have an advertiser for tonight. And I was like, I should take out an ad with you for my big anniversary party. Well, you're doing it right now. It's free of charge, Sarah. Free of charge. No, no, I want to, we want to, we want to support. No, it's free. This is free. Don't worry. We're not going to negotiate no, 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 it no, no. on the air. Where do no, people find out about Dukes? Um, I don't know. I guess here on my Instagram. Well, what's your Instagram? But, uh, it's Dukes Nashville. I think that's it. All right. So people yeah. should... I wanted to get I wanted to get you down here or Terry down here to DJ. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. I know. I heard you talking about going on that cruise a couple weeks ago, so this this will be a piece of cake compared to the cruise. Right over the bruise cruise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where <laughs> the fun thing on the bruise cruise was uh, watching when it would dock at the one place, and then so like in where was that? Like I don't know where that was, but then like there was a show with like Senior Frogs. And then you'd see, Ooh. like, all these rock people. It'd be like, imagine a show at, like, a, a Chi-Chi's. Remember Chi-Chi's? Sounds <laughs> familiar. It was like a Remind me. Mexican chain Chi-Chi's. Yeah. <laughs> imagine if they played a show at one of those. That's what Imagining it, was. it right now. Yeah, not... It was bonkers. I, I had a great time on that bruise cruise, but uh, <laughs> we'll see about coming down. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, do it. We'll see. I got a Greg Cartwright's going to do a night. Horizontal Action, who you love, is Todd's going to do a night. Got a, the Third Man guys are going to do a night. I got Paul Bearer from Sheer Terror doing a night. All right. Get AP Mike down. He'll play the Live Outlaws album. Yeah, so just... could, I'll meet him at the airport. Get him some, get him Duds. some Western gear. Yeah, his lasso. He'll be doing lasso, lasso tricks, right? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, Sarah. People can find people should check out Dukes if you're in Nashville. It's a cool, cool place. 
Yeah. And Sarah's New York. Sarah's Nashville nice. You're not even Nashville rude. <laughs> Who would say that? They're Nashville rude, whoever would say that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Right? Who would yeah. say that Yeah, to they are. Thank you. No, I, I'm not naming names because I'm not rude. <laughs> you're not. No. That shows even more that you're not Nashville rude. You didn't name names. Yeah, I'm telling everybody about the cool hangouts at the airport. Yeah, see? I'm trying to be an ambassador. You're actually New York. You actually seem like you're from Nashville now in New York. You're so nice. Like, that's how nice you're being. You don't seem like, you seem like a tourist, a Nashville tourist in New York. I do sometimes. Yeah. It's terrifying. I'm like, <laughs> it's very confusing. All right. I got to, I'm going to, go. I'm going to boogie, but you, everybody check out Duke. Boogie, boogie. Awesome. Have a great night. Thanks. Bye. Best show. Hey, Tom, it's Sean calling from Northfield, Minnesota. Sean from Northfield, Minnesota. What's up in Northfield, Minnesota tonight? What is up? Well, it's, it's actually it's kind of warmer than normal. That's okay. one thing. It's kind of nice. Yeah. I was calling about uh, the topic. Best of the worst, worst of the best. What do you got, Chief? But you know, I've been I've been I've been racking my brain all day how this fits in because it's actually it's about Mike Love. Yeah, Mike Love. And about that that new uh that article in the in Rolling Stone. I read that, that today. I read that today. Oh, it's you an, did. It's an article on Mike Love. So for people who don't know, Mike Love is this dude from the Beach Boys who uh You ever hear the Beach Boys? They all sing they sing like angels, right? Except this one dude sings like a car horn, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like the other guys have the perfect voices, and then this other dude just sings. And now he's like taking credit. He's like mad that he doesn't get credit for writing the songs. The guy wrote the worst right. lyrics in the history of music. If anything, right. he should be denying he wrote those lyrics. He should be pinning it all on Brian Wilson. Yeah, or Murray. Or Murray. Murray. He sang, yeah, I wrote the lyrics to uh, to 409, which is like, they consist of, she's so fine, my 409, she's so, f-. it's like, if that, so- if that songwriting man, if that dude's rich off that and I can't get two nickels off of uh, Come On Y'all, It's Time to Have Fun, which Google straight up ripped me off on. Right? Did you exactly. follow that? Out? Yeah. Did you get that out in Northfield? Did you get the news I on got, that? Oh yeah, oh yeah, we heard all about it. We so had, what's uh, going on? Is, is that is that the guy, the Gar, what's his name, Keebler Country, Keebler. Garrison yeah, Keebler? Keebler's down here. Uh, yeah, he. Uh, Does I he... actually worked with Garrison Keebler. Where? Doing um, what? Um, at at the place I worked. Porn at. shop. He he came and he did a <laughs> right up at the. At the old time pawn shop. I, uh, with, uh, with I opened, Garrison Pong. I just want to tell everybody about, uh, there's an adult bookstore out on Route 48 that I'm, uh, a secret owner of. And <laughs> I, uh, I get first dibs on all the latest fun packs. And the other day, uh, Old Man Abernathy was opening a fun pack. 
<laughs> in the back room of my <laughs> porn palace, and uh, we, I, uh, I was busy stuffing new porn packs. New, I was busy stuffing <laughs> new fun packs in the back of my porn <laughs> shop that I own, and uh, I got a special thrill out of pu- putting car traders in the middle, and I put. I go to the pizzeria and grab a stack of Auto Trader magazines, which are free, and uh, I get a special thrill out of putting them in the middle of the fun pack. As Old Man Abernathy's working the shrink wrapping machine and it seals them shut, I know that a bunch of perverts out in Northfield in Lake Wobegon are about to get very ripped off. And that's how I get my jollies these days. Uh, ripping <laughs> it's off It's a hobby. Right. All right. So you worked with him. Yeah. How, what was the what, I, in what capacity? Uh well he came he came and did a show. He did he did the Prairie Home Companion show where I work. Oh god. And uh yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually I work in a part of the country where every single person that I meet um has um uh, a Bob Dylan story or a Garrison Keillor story. Yeah. What if they met, right? <laughs> what about that meeting? Yeah, I think Bob would take his harmonica back. Yeah. I think that's what would happen. It. Yeah, it's... Um, Garrison it, Keillor, the old man. He'll write that song. <laughs> Too bad he like about Garrison yeah. Keillor beating some dude at his porn shop. Right. And it would right? be 14 minutes long. Yeah. It'll be the like like it'll be like the lonesome death of Hattie Carroll, <laughs> right? <laughs> and the ladder of justice has no top or no bottom, and the Lake Wobegon jury found <laughs> Garrison Keeler not guilty of all charges, and he left and went back. To the porn shop he owns on Route 48. <laughs> and he stuffed some car traders inside some new fun packs. And you, who <laughs> philosophize feel. Remember that? Yeah. Right, no, yeah. Philosophize. But he's a quiet man. All right, he's now you're adding to it. I didn't ask for that. Goodbye. I couldn't have done anything better. I still blasted him off the phone. Best show. Oh, Tom. You're it's st- John in Northfield again. What are you, what are you're you know, still here. You. Okay, goodbye. Sorry, bro. Sorry, bro. Yeah, that was a double hang-up. Rare. Rare. Guy survived for a second. Had to had to blast him a second time. We'll bring uh, Jonah Rain in a minute. Let's take one more call. Best show. Hey. Hey, who's this? It's Nick from Michigan. Okay, you're saying it like a, like I should a know who you are and b be scared of you. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, you sound like a hitman. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Anyway, degruff so, uh, it, bro. Degruff it. Okay. Have you heard about the uh, the Lieutenant Dan band? That's the band that uh, that uh, what's his face has. Uh... Yeah, the guy from. Um... I don't know, Forrest Gump. Yeah. But what's his name? I don't Gary know. Gary Sinise. Okay, yeah. I'm sure he plays the bass in it. 
could you imagine? I don't, it's like, wouldn't you see any band where the person's primary thing was being in a band first over like the person who's like known for another thing and then does music on the side? Yeah, absolutely. And that's another thing, like, there are no cool celebrities who play the bass. Well, Huckabee. Oh, he's Huckabee, uh, I don't know. You know what he played on, no joke. Do you know what he played on uh, that his best known thing is on bass? No. Mike Huckabee? No. The Seinfeld theme. That's awesome. That's him. Composed the Seinfeld theme. Well, he didn't compose it. That's insane. He was a session man that day. Oh. Boom, 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 boom. That's Huckabee. Oh, Huckabee. I'm upset Jeb dropped out of the race. Eh, he's cool. He'll be back. Yeah. Can't keep a good man down. Right? Nope. Can't keep a good man down. Jeb, exclamation point. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. Can't keep right. a good man down. Look, I'm not doing political talk. There's enough places where you can get that. That's Cause, true. Because I got to say, though, this Trump, right? This isn't funny anymore. It's no. not funny anymore. Except like, that it is. I mean, it's a no, at first it was like a joke that this clown was doing this. It's not funny anymore. This is real and it's getting scary. It's not funny anymore. It's a sideshow. He's the sideshow. He's like a clown, but now he's going to be president. It's not funny anymore. Was it ever like? We yeah, gotta do something. It's not funny anymore. It, but it totally is because he, he just he's hilarious. No, it's funny in the way that if you're rooting for uh, the end of the world, it's kind of funny. The way I am, which I am actually, <laughs> I've had enough. I've seen pretty much. Not a, not that I've seen everything, but I've seen enough stuff that it's like, all right, yeah, let's let's pull the plug on this thing. Absolutely, you know what I mean? but I have another comment. What? AP Mike, AP Mike seems like the kind of gentleman who would sell products underage to children. No, he does not at all. No, that's that's terrible. He wouldn't do that. Oh, that that's the impression I got. Talking well, to that's him. Uh, you got the wrong impression, buddy. All right. Just like uh, you're you're no Dicky Barnett, bro. That's not the impression you get that he got. Remember that? It's the impression that I get. That's the, that's oh, one man, of those I'm songs, glad, bro. I'm glad Sky's over. You ever hear that song? I have. Did you ever yeah. have a thing? 
Oh, man. I bet fucking bees a big scoffing. Get off my phone, you rat. You toilet mouth rat. I'll tell you, man. It's a low-class group of callers out there tonight. What a low-class group of rummies. Hey, Mike. Is Jonah Ray out there? Mike, first of all, tell him, give him the rules before he comes in. No cursing. This is not a podcast. Just lay the rules down for him. Let me hear you lay him down, Mike. Okay. It's a live show. It's not great. Oh, this is going to go well. That's it. Open the door for him now, Mike. Open the door. Show him in. Show him which chair he should go in. That one. And Mike, can you do me a solid? You see that studio thing there? Can you post that back up to the board? Dudio was kind of raging out in here and knocked the bulletin board off the wall the other day. He flipped out. And that was a casualty. Thanks, Mike. Let me pop this up here. Let's do a level check. Check one, two. Oh, you know how to talk into a microphone. California podcast. West Coast podcasting affiliates. Initiated. Initiated. Yes. Because it's podcast law. First of all, let me welcome to the best show. My friend. (laughs) Why is that already you're laughing at that? Because the way you stared at me. No one saw the eyes Uh piercing through my skull. My friend, Jonah Ray. Welcome to the best show. Thank you so much, Tom. It's so great to have you here. I'm very, very excited and frightened to be here. Don't be frightened. You're a very intimidating man. Well, you shouldn't be intimidated. I'm telling you not to be. So just relax. You wouldn't be here if I didn't want you to be here. That's a good point. I just, I, every, anytime anyone's nice to me, I just assume they're doing it because they feel sorry for me. Yeah. Well, at this point, nobody should feel sorry for you. You've got every, uh, thing going your way over the last couple of years. You're hot! Tell me now. Tell that to my doctor. You're hot. You tell your doctor. Wait. Not everything's something? not everything's going my way. Oh no. Well, at least if that's true, at least uh, it will be filmed. You're inevitable <laughs> that because you're being filmed a whole lot now. So whatever goes wrong, there will be a camera on you when it happens. <laughs> sure. So that'll be good for entertainment. At purposes. least periscoped. At least periscoped. Do you periscope? Every once in a while. Sometimes I'll do, uh, if I, if I'm kind of bored and I'm just doing work on the computer, I'll mm-hmm. turn on Periscope. I'll just put it on something that's just in my office. Uh-huh. And then I'll just say, Hey, I'm playing songs, uh, from bands I really like right now. And then okay. it's just kind of an impromptu. Okay. Check out this music. Sure. I'll, I go on. I do not go, I do not, I watch Periscope videos. Yeah. Voyeuristic. Well, or participating in Periscope. I, I like to call it, but I would go on. <laughs> This is what I did in the entire build-up to Star Wars. I probably did this a hundred times, literally a hundred times. I would go on to Periscope, look for someone who would look like they'd be in Star Wars. I'd say, you you uh, you uh, pump. I would say, I think how did it say, you pumped for Star Wars, and then they would be like, because then Periscope for people who don't know, Periscope is. Basically, like a, a like a a live feed where you can text at the people and they can read what you're writing and talk back to you. Mm-hmm. So you're watching them say it back. So I would say, "You pumped for Star Wars," and then they'd say, "Yeah," and then I'd say, <laughs> "I'd say, I saw it," and it's like, 
at least three weeks before it came out. I'd say, I saw it. And then they'd be like, no, how'd you see it? they press screening. And then they'd fall. They would say, oh, okay. And, I, and they'd say, how is it? Don't spoil anything. And then I would say, every time I'd say, it was dope as F. I would say, literally write dope as F. As F or the, AF? You have to, no, the word F. Just No, but it's uh, the, the millennial speak is dope AF. But I just wrote dope as, I didn't do AF. Sure. So, and then they would say, no spoilers. And then I would write back at them, R2D2 died. <laughs> <laughs> then they would flip out. And then, <laughs> then I would log out of it. And and I did that I'm literally a hundred times. That's pretty great. Yeah. I love that. I um I uh was on shortly after the movie came out I was on the at midnight program mm-hmm. and uh there was uh one of the hashtag games of some sort was uh Oh they do games on that? They show? sure do. They sure do. They sure do <laughs> games. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So anyway, I was on Corden and uh we were doing these games. Or we could Wait, hold on. Let's back that up. You were on Corden? Sorry, I meant Fallon. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> listen, I was on a show at night, and there was games being played. So you, you're just now. Okay, so you're on you at midnight. you remember every one of those? Okay, so you're on at midnight. And uh, one of the things was uh, things you shouldn't say, mm-hmm. or some, something like that, mm-hmm. or uh, things you accidentally say. And one of them was, uh, uh, I can't believe I accidentally said Han Solo dies um, uh, yeah. on television. And yeah. they, they beeped it. They which I thought was uh, was in, in, uh, kind of moving on to my Second Amendment rights. Well, it's it, there was I would say First Amendment. There was a, for, yeah, the Second <laughs> Amendment. I got real nervous about, out there, and I drank beers. That's okay. Just relax, Jonah. Relax. There was probably a three week period where I think the decent thing to do would be to not mention. What happens in the Star Wars movie? Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about that the Star Wars that what happened. When I say what happens in the Star Wars movie, I'm not talking about that they basically remade the first Star Wars movie again. That's not what I meant when I said something happened in it. They made it bigger. I like that point when they're. These these bad guys need to shift off of this whole Death Star thing. They need to just realize. <laughs> Because they're just like, we got a Death Star. I love it. I love the idea. And then the, then in the, the one Je- Return of the Jedi, they're just like, got another Death Star. Yeah, but this one's this one's bigger. But, it's it's going to be yeah. so great. But then now they're like, they're like, we got a Death Star, but wait till you see how huge this thing is. This Biggest thing one is yet. Like, yeah. It's like this whole idea of a round planet-like <laughs> weapon might not be working for you guys. No, 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 no. It's just, we were wrong the first two times. It's just got to be bigger. This one, yeah. This one's like a hundred times bigger. And it's also just like, how could that thing be that big? There'd be like parts of it that people, it would be like Australia where you didn't get to the middle. Like the middle of it would be like uninhabitable because of the amount of humans or clones it would take to run that thing. There's, they don't use clones anymore. They they stopped the clone program, such okay. as the uh, whole thing with Finn, the uh, the stormtrooper that was uh-huh. raised since birth to be a fighter and a killer, uh-huh. and he has a great sense of humor all of a sudden. That yeah, that was true. Suddenly he's uh, got some pretty impeccable 
uh, reactor time yeah. down of just suddenly he's uh, Ben Stiller. Just like, uh, it's like, wait, you were uh, pretty much a, a number up until yes. five minutes ago. Yeah. Now you're cracking everyone up with your uh, with your with your wacky aside. Look, that Star Wars movie. I got to admit, I glazed over for about half of that thing. I was, for some reason, it didn't do it for me. I saw it, I saw it twice. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw it with uh, I saw it with my friend Neil Mahoney, uh-huh. and he uh, yeah. he fell asleep. Okay, yeah, and uh, yeah. I, I was mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. Uh-huh. I dummy up when I go to movies. I used to, I used to, you know, be so broke. Every time I saw a movie, I needed to enjoy it because I didn't want to feel like I wasted my money. Sure, and that's carried over into my adult life, mm-hmm. where you'll just be like, "I liked it so much," and then like when you're, it's, you're alone, suddenly you're like, "Wait, I don't know if I like that." Yeah, like, but but you want to like things. You want to be a fan of things. Sure, yeah, so, no, yes. we all want it. That's what we want. We want it so bad that it just ruins it for us. I wanted to like the Star Wars movie. I, I. But I, it's fine. I, but it's fine. It was completely fine. It felt like it felt like above average fan fiction is what it felt like. You know what? I don't think so. I think they they there was a lot of fan disservice. Okay, if you don't mind me saying, I think the, here's my biggest problem with the entire movie. Okay, Han dies. Yeah, Chewie has been a friend of Han for yeah. a very long time. Yeah, so he also has been a friend of. Princess Leia, because they were together for a long time. Yeah. Chewie was most likely there the entire time. Yeah. Han Solo dies. Chewie gets off of the fucking Millennium Falcon. Easy I'm sorry. I'm sorry. See, Mike, did you read him the thing? Did you tell you, him? You did. You did. I, I, did I, you? I heard. I overheard that I could. Oh. I, have, I have one or two. I have one or two that I can say. We got one. I got one. And that's it. And you that's it. And you know you what? Left, Was, wasn't worth it. Now I'm going to go to Twitter and see what people are saying <laughs> about that. I just want to watch this for one second. Sure, sure. Talk. They don't like the fact that I'm on anyway. No, they, they like it. Uh, who is this guy anyway? Yep. No, yeah. I made that up. <laughs> um, how much fan fiction do you think Tom has read? I haven't read any fan, fan fiction. You've re- I'm sure you've read your own fan fiction. Oh, I, I actually read it on a recording. I read fan fiction that people had written, like, fun adventures, and it was very upsetting <laughs> to what? be a people write, to make you a character in a thing. It's yeah. very upsetting. What, right. because you couldn't control what you wanted to do? Well, because they're putting you in weird situations that <laughs> have nothing to do with how you conduct your life. You don't know that. You've never been in those situations. Well, I generally wouldn't write about my own death, for example. Well, that's a weird fan fiction. <laughs> well, that was one of them. Did I Tim was, Burton write that? I one? was in the hate pit again. Oh no! Um, I was in my own hate pit. So, forgetting what you just said with your foul podcast language, look. Let me apologize for the vulgarity. Okay, that yeah. stuff might fly when it's the nerdist crew sitting around shooting the ass, and you guys are just. Loving that who can you can meld this curse with that curse. Is this is this starting? Are we doing this? No, no, no. I'm just saying. I'm trying to be. I'm coming a little harder than I want to because you can't do that again. That's all. But it's starting to make other things bubble up. You're you're. Oh, uh, it's not. There's not. I don't even know what could bubble up. Your hatred of the West Coast podcasting. No, I like it. Are you kidding? I'm jealous. If anything. This is like this is like nothing out here. This is like weird scavengers 
on their own. Everybody's like the out there. It's like everybody's friends. And it's like, I'll go on your show and you go on my show. You go on my show and you go on your show. I'll do a thing on your show and then you do my. Then we'll have a convention. And there's so, <laughs> then, then, that, that there's a thing for people who don't know this L.A. podcast convention, and it's like. God have mercy on anybody. But you look at the list. It's everybody. Everybody's there. Oh, there's Mark Maron. There's everybody. There's uh, Scott uh, Aukerman. And the whole – and all the way down, everybody's at this thing. Here they do this thing, and it like they might as well just have have passed around a sign-in sheet at Port Authority. It would be like pretty much the same list for the New York podcast thing. Be like, if they just asked people sleeping at the bus station to sign in, <laughs> it would pretty much line up perfectly with the New York podcast convention. Well, you know, they, the Nerdist has never done the uh, LA Podfest. What's that? Uh, the Nerdist. The Nerdist is a podcast that I'm on, but they did yeah. have... I like how a minute ago I was I referenced yes, it, yeah. and now I'm pretending I don't know what yeah. it is. So Nerdist is a podcast you're on. Yeah, with, but then also they ha- they made the mistake of having Jonah Radio. Uh-huh. On the podcast. Which is your rogue podcast. That's my rogue podcast. Which yeah. is not affiliated. What What is it? Your podcast is like... It's it, on the Nerdist Network. But, it, but you don't record it at any sort. Like, it's not... No, we did it at our friend Stoney's yeah, place. Yeah. yeah. And, when, I, when I was on it with John Worcester, we did it. And yeah. Mike Kroll was there. It was, it was great. It was, it was so a good time. Fun. It was a good time. You know, yes. Sometimes it's Mahona Radio. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's a very it's a very dumb thing. Yes. But you're, but you're, you're free and easy with it. Yeah, we haven't done one in a long time. We do it. We don't want to get sick of it. Mm-hmm. I'd rather yeah. not. It's basically it's our dad jam band, mm-hmm. and we do it when we when we want to have some fun yes. and have some drinks with each mm-hmm. other. So it's like, it's like a cool hang. <laughs> you, you say that like you hate cool hangs. Oh, to hang with friends and to just have a good time and listen to tunes. That's a fair point. It's a fair point. See, I'm. I'll admit when I uh, when something's a fair point. I'll admit it. And that was a fair point. I did come on a little strong on that one. Technically, this is my second appearance on this show. Second appearance? What was the first one? When you uh, told a story about me stealing a beer from you. <laughs> See, I was not going to bring that up. Of course. Why wouldn't you bring it up? Because I felt- Marsha would be up so remiss if we didn't bring it up. Oh, no. This is, right now, she's screaming at her computer <laughs> saying, mention the beer. And look. Maybe it didn't happen. Maybe it did. It did happen. It did. No, it, no, that's the part. That's the worst part. Uh-huh. It did. I literally took your beer. Uh huh. But I, but, but it you was at a, this point, this is the whole thing. Long time ago, <laughs> probably over 10 years yeah, ago, you were a young striver at that point, fresh from the beaches of Hawaii, <laughs> right? Right off the beaches. <laughs> right off the beaches. Cause you, you are from Hawaii. Yeah. Born and raised in know. Hawaii. Yeah. Yes. Right now, Fred from Honolulu screaming in his radio. Right? His radio. He's screaming he, at his computer. No, well, he hooked his computer up into an old-timey radio. <laughs> okay. It's The speakers are just okay. warmer. Um, but, yeah. So, you're from you're from Hawaii. You moved to Los Angeles. When do you move? How old are you when you go to Los Angeles? I just turned 19, and I moved to Los Angeles in and, August of 2001. And was that a school thing that brought you there? Was no. that What brought you there? Was comedy? Yeah, I wanted to do comedy. Yes. And, and you, I wanted to go to New York, but it mm-hmm. was... Too, it was too much. It was too uh-huh. frightening. I I couldn't wrap my yeah. head around. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah. And you were. Fr- this is funny because you were frightened of New York in August of two thousand one. <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine how you would have felt 
you just had one short month and you would have been like, you would have been paddling back in the Hudson trying to get back <laughs> home. So you made the right choice by going to Los Angeles. So you go there. You're a young strawberry. You're funny. You knew you were funny, right? Yeah, I thought I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, but you wanted to make it. You didn't have two nickels to rub together. No. So you find yourself at the arcade bar. What was that called again? Barcade. Barcade. <laughs> just combine the words. <laughs> the ar- just the arcade bar is called barcade. <laughs> yeah. So you're at Barcade in Los Angeles. Yeah. I'm there with my friend Marsha. Uh, Sparky Pop. Sparky Pop. My best friends. And uh, then you see it sitting there. I just ordered. Oh, no, no. Let's not fucking. Oh! Oh! All right. You you have to leave for five minutes. I'm serious. Yeah, I'm sorry. You have to go out for five minutes. What's that? Penalty box. This is these pod. I tell you, these podcast guys are, are unbelievable, man. They are. They have no. They have no sense of sense of propriety they just don't know how to handle themselves and fred i want you to call in and yell at this clown later best show i mean what would he do when he's on and when he's on Uh, this is bob from halifax what bob from halifax okay bob from welcome bob from halifax hi how can Uh, this guy talk about the um the best worst best all right fair enough let's Let's talk about the topic tonight. Best, worst, best. Best of the worst, worst of the best. What do you got? Okay. For uh, the worst of the best, yeah, I got uh, Don't Stop by Fleetwood Mac. Well, that's not true. What? Really? That's not their worst song. I think the worst would be that Oh Daddy. Oh Daddy? Oh Daddy. That's, a, that's their worst off rumors. Oh Daddy. Oh, really? Oh yes, you don't think "Don't Stop" is? I think "Oh bad? Daddy" is worse. I think "Don't Stop" is bad. I think "Oh Daddy" is worse. Oh, I'll have to because I don't know that one off the top of my head. Those Christine McVie songs, man, one's worse than the next, and that's why you don't like "Don't Stop" because that's a Christine McVie song. But it's sung oh, by. It's so, uh, it, but it's it got a, like it's got a Lindsay Buckingham. Look, it's a smash hit. What yeah. are you gonna do? It's a smash hit. People like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's all it's overdone. All you think of is uh, Bill Clinton dancing around when he was uh, <laughs> getting into the office, right? Isn't that what you think of? See, that's not exactly uh, yeah, I was the first thinking thing. That was like an end of a like over the end credits of a '70s sitcom. Yeah, okay. you know. All right. Oh, Daddy's worse. What do you got? What else and, you got, Chief? For- for the best of the worst, yeah, I have uh, "Falling Away from Me" by Corn. Falling, how's that one go? Oh, it's like it's like beating me down, beating me, beating me, beating me down, down into the ground. That's not the one. That's not the one where he goes. Sometimes I. Feel my right, the one where it's like sometimes it's my own thing I hate. Now that's freak uh, on a leash. I don't think so. No, 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 no. no. Right. Good call, bro. Like Best show. Best show. Welcome. 
How's it going? How are you going? Yeah, great. Who is it? What are you in a rush? What are you catching a train? No, we're good. Okay, what's your name? AJ. AJ. Yeah. Where are you calling from, AJ? Raleigh. AJ in Raleigh, North Carolina? That's right, man. Let me ask you something, AJ. What are you doing this Saturday night? I will be uh, attending the live best show at MotorCo. Yeah, Sharpling and Worcester live at MotorCo. In Durham. In Durham. You got your tickets? It's selling fast. It really is. It's selling fast, bro. You better have your tickets. I don't want to see you crying outside the door. I called the show. It's me, AJ. Let me in. I got him. You got him. Good. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah, so uh, I want to ask you, have you seen the Billy Crystal NBA television commercial? Um, No, but I want to. What is it? Okay. Tell me about this. Okay. Uh, well, he's with the Clippers, and they're on, like, a Clipper ship, I guess. Okay. And it's like stormy weather, and Billy Crystal pops up with like a raincoat. He looks like the fish stick guy. And he Gordon, says to DeAndre Gordon's Jordan. Gloucester guy? That guy? From Gordon's of Gloucester? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what Billy Crystal looks like. So it's him and, on the thing, and who's he on with? Uh, is he on with any players? Uh, DeAndre Jordan is like pulling like cords and raising skills or doing whatever you do on like a big ship. Yeah. So Billy Crystal's on a on a on a ship with DeAndre Jordan. Yes. And they're sailing on a clipper ship. And Billy Crystal asks him, is the whole season gonna be this hard? He has he's having second thoughts. Is it five minutes? Come on back in. Next time it's ten and you have to do it in the bathroom. You have to sit in the bathroom the whole time. And if anybody has to use it, that's your problem. It you're, wasn't intentional. It's like you're making fun of my speech impediment. Well, your speech impediment. You're, let's let this guy finish his story about Billy Crystal. Uh, so you're watching this commercial with Billy Crystal and DeAndre Jordan, and they're sailing an actual clipper ship in, the, what, the harbor? It's not. It's like it's in the ocean. It's like a real dramatic okay. uh, big storm type thing going okay. on. Yeah. Did you ever root more for like a torpedo than in that moment? I was pulling hard for the storm. I was I was I was on nature's okay. side in the whole during the whole commercial. Yeah. So oh wait, so it's like it's like it's choppy water. So he's like he's like it's like he's like water splashing all over him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So is his cheap makeup running down his face like that cheap pink makeup they put on him? I think he's I think he's got like he's got like an old fisherman beard, I think. Okay, so he's in that one. mode. He's he's in he's in rugged crystal mode, right? Yes. Un, that's a that's an unpolished crystal. <laughs> so that's Billy Cole. Yeah, Billy Cole. Yes, I. Okay, so when you're watching this commercial, what are you in the Los Angeles resident, sir? No. This, oh, so you saw this on on the internet or on your actual television set? Uh, on T- I think it's for like TNT or something. Okay. NBA and TNT, I think. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't see it. I'm gonna watch it. So that's. Is that the best of the worst? I think that's just. I think that's like par for the course for Billy Crystal. So that's that. It doesn't really apply to the topic. I just, yeah. I just thought you, yeah, you had to be aware of this. So you like, bas- you you like basketball, bro? You like basketball? 
Myself, yeah. Yeah. Who do you like? I like the Sixers. The Sixers, yeah. Let me know how that goes. Yeah. Uh, I'll, you'll be the first yeah. one. Joel Embiid. Well, that was a. Yeah, they're just. What are they going to tank? Are they just going to keep tanking it until what? What's the goal there? Until they that have the goal. Yeah. Until they get a, a well, decent pick, I guess. At some point, you have to get like good players who know the NBA. You can't just have like these guys who you just draft. It's bad. It is. Yeah. It's it's gonna. It's gonna be Once bad get for the dude out so of there. It's gonna, the Knicks are gonna be bad for a hundred years. They got that one dude uh, who looks like a waiter at Veselka now. Uh, who and I'm not even saying that. I swear, I thought he was at Veselka, uh, Porzingis, but it was not him because this guy was six foot one and okay. Porzingis is seven three. But you got some no no pun intended some choppy waters ahead. Good luck with that. Goodbye. Welcoming back to the best show, we got Jonah Ray, host of, of, uh, co-host of, of, of Meltdown with, which is your Comedy Central show. Yes. Which is you and Kamal. Yeah, Kamal Nanjiani. Yes, who I ran into on a plane. Did you hear about that exciting exchange when he was in first class and I was in coach and had to walk past him sitting there and just, Keep going. One of those fun times. It when... seems like this situation was made tailor for you. Oh no! That as it was happening, I just said, "Yeah, of course." This, <laughs> I said, "Yep." <laughs> sure, I've sat next to Dylan McDermott in first class. They're not all bummers. I've never sat next to anyone famous in a in any plane. I've seen. I saw Susan Sarandon mm-hmm. on a plane once, and that was exciting. Yeah, but I was way in the back. Uh-huh. Exit yeah. row. Okay. And uh, did you uh, curse in her face and then say, whoops? No. Okay. Um, so. <laughs> now this, because you you do this show, is there, there's another season of that coming. Yeah, we'll be doing a third season this year sometime. And when is that going to happen? Uh, we're probably going to shoot it this summer. Um, it's uh, Kumel uh, and Emily, his wife, who also co-produces mm-hmm. uh, the Meltdown show. Uh, they're making a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Showalter's directing, so we got to okay. wait for that to be done until we start doing oh. it. So Showalter's directing it. Yeah, did you not get it? <laughs> or I mean, I would I would probably have said um, Michael Showalter is directing it. Well, is there another well, Showalter that we know that would direct the movie? Well, uh, the people listening to this show might think Buck Showalter was directing a movie. There's a lot of sports <laughs> fans. It's not his show. <laughs> they might be. Hey, good for him. I was yeah. thought he had an eye for the uh, visual. Yeah. I was going to jump in on the conversation with that guy because I read Billy Crystal's uh, autobiography. Still fooling him. Still fooling him. Still oh, fooling him. That made me throw the book down. Still fooling him. Just looking in the mirror. When he talks about Mickey Mantle. Still fooling still him. Still fooling him. Billy, still fooling him. You're really doing a good job. Do you ever hear the wheel of crystal we do on this show? No. Thanks for listening. Um, So... <laughs> do you listen to anything I do? Of course I do. What do you listen to? I listen to The Nerdist. No, you don't. Sure I do. Do you? No, you don't. I've heard probably 140 episodes of it. What? Name a guest. I'll tell you if they were on it. Uh, Billy Crystal. Yeah, of course he was. He was on For the Comedians. Him and Josh Gad were in that time. It was a very funny episode. Did you hear the part where he asked who I was? And that, that's, uh, no, I didn't. That was just a straight up. That was like, you. that was a guess? What? Did you just make that up? No. <laughs> of course what? I made it up. I don't listen to that show. Exactly. 
I made a joke. We started recording. I made a joke, and Billy Crystal stops uh-huh. the conversation to go, "Who's this guy? What is he talking?" So and he was just like, "I'm going to do this thing. It's got this guy who does the nerd stuff, and he does the the thing after the zombie show. It's his thing." And then suddenly he's like, "Why is the why is the custodian talking yes. all of a sudden? Who's the yeah the yeah. schlubby IT guy? And the yeah. why is is why is he allowed a mic? Yeah, yeah. It's like." Well, Billy, if you looked, if you could pry those eyes open after having your face stretched 60 times, you might be able to see that that guy's sitting in front of a microphone. Not like, yeah. not like he walked in with some, yeah. like, some, like, <laughs> like a radio man, like that guy, radio, you know, like a radio man? Radio man. That was Cuba Gooden Jr.'s movie. <laughs> no, that's radio. There's this guy, radio man, who bum rushes New York film productions. And then they put him in everything. You'll see in the background of like 30 Rock, you see this. He's like, he, I think he's homeless or whatever. So they, everybody gives him, so he gets like insurance that way or something. Yeah. But, but I think he kind of like inserts himself into things and then people make sure he gets taken because very nice people put him in the things. Yeah. And in LA, the, the, the uh, people that do that, they, they usually all say the same thing, which is y'all making a movie. Uh huh. Put me in your movie. Yeah. Put me in your movie. Yeah. That's what they say. Yeah. Put me in, y'all make a movie. Put me in your movie. You're so close to cursing now, I can tell. I'm not. I'm not at all. I'm actually, I'm trying to be the most articulate. I think about every word, and this is the way I talk Mm -hmm. when I'm trying not to say um, like, or any swears. Well, good. Let's, you're doing great. You're doing great. I'm very proud of you. (laughs) You are not. I am. So, going back, it's the year's 2002, probably at this point, a young, Streetwise hustler, <laughs> making his way through the comedy world, uh, the one nickel at a time. Jonah Ray. He sees he's he's hanging out at Barcade, Los Angeles. He sees his friend Marsha, and she says, "Hey, this is Tom Sharpling." And then you say, "Yeah, whatever you say, whatever." Was it as dismissive as what you just said know. just now? I don't know. I thought so. Then we're hanging out, and I'm like, "Oh, this guy's a nice guy." And then I order a, a, a cold uh, beer, nice cold brew. Yeah, I remember it was real cold. And I turn, I turn away, <laughs> and then you see it. And did it light? Just tell me this: was there was it like there was like a halo around it when like I walked away from it? Did it go like oh, like? No, it was like a cartoon where there was the smell of beer <laughs> traced back to my nose and, and I you floated, floated towards you floated across it, yeah. a room yeah. horizontally. You just floated toward it. Yeah. It so then <laughs> when you first saw it, did you did you kind of twiddle your fingers a little and go hmm? Well, first I turned to the bartender and I said, I will gladly pay you Tuesday. Yes. For an IPA today. Uh-huh. And he says, it's that guy, the just guy give, that's not paying attention. So just give me a look into the psyche. It's all I want. And this we will never talk about this ever again. It's hard not to bring up the mindset. We were at a friend's wedding and we talked about this. Yeah. And I let you bring it up. I will never bring it up. I will always put it on you. I would let this die. You have brought it up every single time. I know. Cause, cause because I know what, that's what you're thinking. But. Oh. <laughs> This is what happened. This is this is a classic thing. It was like an episode. I felt I never felt more like Columbo than when you said to me, "I, he- I heard you on the radio talking about that thing with the beer." And you know, I didn't uh, 
I didn't take it. I was like, I never said your name. And then you're like, whoops. I know like, you never said my name. Yeah, but then you were just like, you said, I heard you, like, I heard you accuse me of it. It's like, and then you're like, I was like, well, I didn't accuse you. I just told the story. I didn't name anyone. No, you know <laughs> how many people, how many people texted me saying, Tom is talking about you right now. Yeah, and then, you, but uh, Tom never said your name. You're the one who's, I just said, a guy took a beer. You're the one who confessed in that moment. That was a confession. That's why Columbo nope. would always get those guys. But One more thing. Would it hold up in court? No, it wouldn't. Every case Columbo did got <laughs> tossed out of court. He has the lowest success record of any detective in Los Angeles LAPD history. But at that point, it's not even his. He doesn't care. He he made the case, so he's no, done. And then he's hanging out at the uh, Magic Castle. Yeah. Uh, he's like, hey, what happened to that uh, that detective who put this case, the thinnest ice imaginable, together? Oh no, he's uh, he's chasing after a magician whose assistant uh, was found dead while the guy was on stage. He's putting another, he's putting another, uh, he's putting another razor thin case together. Oh, the guy with the eye? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. dude. How many times did you want to make a uh, a Columbo reference while making Monk? At any you point, mean like a, like an active one, well, just we like were, a slight style reference. We were, oh, we were the existence of the show was a Columbo. It was, yeah. it was in the spe- It was in every show at that point. And look, I never talk about Monk because it's boring to talk about writing jobs. But I'll talk. I'll answer this question gladly. Every show at that point was some sort of high tech team solving things. Mm-hmm. So just the actual spirit of this character Andy Breckman created of a single solitary detective. Solving things in a deductive manner, because of that, it was a straight-up reference to Columbo, just in the, the fact that it went against the trends of yeah. what were considered detective shows at that point. For sure. But you never had him once say one more thing? No. No. We didn't. Okay. Oops. So back to this Rashomon of beer stealing. Yeah. So your point of – give me your point of view. I'm just going to close my eyes and listen to this story now. So I walk up. <laughs> I order a beer. Mm-hmm. I turn and talk to my friend, mm-hmm. Catherine. Mm-hmm. I turn back. Okay. Yeah. There's a beer there. Mm-hmm. I pick it up. Yeah. And then some dude yeah. I just met yeah. saying, hey, man, you're uh-huh. drinking my beer. And then the bartender didn't come over and go, oh, no, here's your beer. He's right. Here's his beer. Let me see. Here. You really think you really think I tried to steal your beer? What hey, what was the I name? was working at the ArcLight. I had money. I was what, working at a movie theater. What was the name of that web series you're doing at that time? Freeloader's Guide to Easy Living <laughs> Living where I would steal drinks. But don't confuse the art with the mm. artist, man. No. Look. <laughs> see, that's what you did. You took you took the narrative that I was putting up on the internet mm-hmm. and, and you, then you projected it onto the situation. You took it. I did. I did. That's the thing. But I did okay, take but it. It's okay. I don't care. It's a beer. How much more money were you making than me at that point? Um, Probably about the same amount that you're making more than me right now. <laughs> 14 years later. Yeah, which sure is I a am. Great feeling. Emptying your yeah. fridge. Yeah, why don't you uh, have another show? Why don't you get another show going? Get the, <laughs> are there any left? And look, when I say this, this is what I say, Jonah. Jonah, I blew it. I blew it. What'd you blow? I made this. 
I built this backwards. I should have done what you guys did. I should have moved to Los Angeles and just taken what was in front of me rather than try to be this, follow this punk rock, indie rock curse you, that I stuck DIY. Ain't nobody's doing DIY in Los Angeles. Do you find, I find that it is, it's a detriment sometimes, mm-hmm. the ideals that, oh. uh, the, the thought in the back of your head, what would Ian McKay say? Yeah. What, um, would, what would he say if you did that? Yeah, but that's the thing. You can never be, there, there's no limit to how punk you can be with anything. Mm-mm. There's no limit. You can never be punk. There's somebody who can say to you, yeah, that's still not punk enough, bro. Yeah. There's, oh, you, you can, made money? Yeah. You can still be held to some standard that is un, untenable. Mm-hmm. So at some point, you just have to say, I just can't. Exist by these by these guide these rules these boundaries, so I'm just going to go to Los Angeles and stop trying to be uh, punk and stop putting things out there. Try to put a good thing out there and figure it. It'll come back to you. A lot of punk happened in California, Los Angeles in particular. Yeah, but uh, Black Flag, yeah, Minuteman, uh, they, FYP. Uh, I think I remember Black Flag signing to MCA and it just not going well for them. They sure. certainly made the move. Sure, sure. Um, and all everybody's favorite punk albums, uh, a lot of them are on Sire Records. Yeah, or Chrysalis. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fair amount of them. Yeah. But I was like, no, I'll put my own things out. That's where it got me now. So it was your dedication to the DIY aesthetic yeah. that led you getting to this lapped. place. Everybody's passing me by, everybody lapping me. All getting lapped now. But you have integrity. Yeah. Well, that, and it's you know it's really awesome to eat for dinner. Integrity. You should try eating it's, integrity for dinner. You know what? Or handing that to the guy who <laughs> asks at the bank when they ask for for uh, like a mortgage, and you just say, "I don't have any money this uh, month," but. Uh, but you should see the the things that, that people write about <laughs> the show I do. How did you hold on to your, and I know you don't talk about it, but how did you hold on to your punk rock credibility while working on Monk? Um, did you well, just consider it a job? I was so? doing almost a full-time, what became a full-time job, doing the best show on a non-commercial station mm-hmm. where there was never a chance of making money at it. So, so you were able to find two things that were uh, opposite of each other to justify mm-hmm. each and each of them. I think so, but that's if you're even saying that the one that pays is needs to be the opposite of punk. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like like, and that's the game. That's the game you get into, and it's an you can't ever get out of it. If you get in, you have to get yourself out because. You're in. I feel extremely guilty from the money I've made doing this stuff, and that's mm-hmm. why I'm spending money on putting out other people's records. Mm-hmm. I, 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 it may, I feel I have. It's like I feel like mm-hmm. survivor's guilt because you're trying to do something good with it, though. Because think about it this way: George Lucas makes all this money, right? What does he do with it? Nothing. Mm-hmm. He builds a special effects studio, and he he does things that beget more money, but. Then you think of a guy like Francis Ford Coppola, right? And then he said that the only good money is good for only one thing. The only thing it's good for 
is to do stuff with it. And then he takes his money and he keeps sinking it into things. And then he goes broke. And then he makes more money and he goes broke again. He just keeps playing the, he kept playing the game over and over. That's great. Yeah. Well, would you stop at any point? Did you ever have a thing where you're like, I'll, I'll make enough money to where I'm just done? You would never be done. You would just keep on making stuff. With this? With anything you do, well, any creative endeavor. Done with this. You would never be done with anything. This is my favorite thing to do, Jonah. And this is this is one of the best things. Well, thank you. Look. Admit, Are we getting too deep for the show? No, not at all. Admit, look, admittedly, it's not. Look, you're one of the haves in this world. You're one of the haves. You're part of the Nerdist Network. You got everybody coming through. You got, oh, it's nice to meet you, Sir Paul McCartney. Oh, it's nice to meet you, Governor Schwarzenegger. Former governor, but yeah. But you always call him a governor. Do you really? Yeah. I didn't. He had a lot of paintings of himself all over his house. But you always, yeah, and then, and, and, uh, but you're always, you're meeting all these people. Meanwhile, I'm here. I'm like, I'm like saying, um. Well, Mike, no, I'll I'll try to get those cheese chip crunchers at Costco. <laughs> they were out of them this time. And then I have to deal with the dirty look he shoots back at me. I was like, Mike, was I supposed to drive to more than one Costco <laughs> to find your chips? <laughs> like, that's where I'm at. But you put that on me. You put, like, the nerdist stuff, like, I'm the one who does it. I'm just a guy that's there. I'm a professional guy to the side. Um. Yeah, but you're you're in, and I, I'm not even look. I'm teasing with that stuff. I tease. I've talked to, I've and I'm talked teasing to, back. I know, but I'm just like people are going to take this way too seriously. I I ran into Chris last year, and I talked about it on the air. I ran into I tease Chris on the show. I only tease him because he's at the top of the pyramid. Well, you can't throw rocks at the king anymore. Well, only if you call him the king. But he is the king of what? Of of podcast entertainment. It's not it's not Scott. It's not Mark. Well, I get along with those guys too. <laughs> like Mark, I'm actual real life friends with. You guys are really. You got to do more um, uh, Mark and Tom show. Mm-hmm. I've never wanted Sharpling to bad company or gomp an in studio guest until Jonah Ray came on the best show tonight. Interesting. Yeah, everybody's got different opinions about Jonah Ray being in studio. No, 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 a lot of people do not like me. Let's see here. What other people say? Um, this guy's cool. Uh, I wish he was I as... I made that one up. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna ho- I was kind of hoping he would be as flowery with his language as the guy who hated me, but that's rarely ever the no, case. Oh, look. It's you. Well, what do those people want? What do they want from me? Look, you're not the head of the thing. You're like a, like a Garbles. You know what I mean? Over at Nerdist. Like, you're like a... Like How dare a, you? Right? Like, you're not at the top. No, I'm not, like... I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm near the top. Listen, this guy... I like teasing Why don't you bad company me off this thing? No, this is what I'm going to say. In all seriousness. I think you're a very funny guy. I think you're very... Why did I hear your friends laughing in the other room when you said that? Don't call Mike. Please, Mike is not my friend. <laughs> You're Mike a funny a, guy. Mike Huge laughs in the other room. Mike is a coworker. <laughs> um, no, I like you. Thank you. I like I you do. too. We do get along. We do. I would have. I, I honestly, 
as much as I, I like this show, I would have, like, if you just said, hey, let's go get dinner uh-huh. while I'm in town, yeah. I would have, you know. Yeah, I would have done that, too. But it was like, you're here for a limited window. Why are you here? What are you working on now? I'm, I'm promoting uh, the CISO show I'm doing, um, Hidden America. Okay. And what, is, what CISO, for people who don't know, is, is a uh, it's a new network that is... Uh, uh, started, uh, it's a web, it's like a web, it's like a comedy Netflix. Yep. And you have a show that's coming out. And what is this show now? It's called Hidden America. It's a, a fake travel show. It's like a parody of Bourdain stuff. Okay. So, the travel is real. We actually go to all these towns, but all the people we talk to are fake. Because you were bouncing all over the country. Yeah. I saw that. And you have a lot of funny people on it. And when does that come out? June 2nd. Okay. And that'll be, uh, how many episodes did you do? Nine. So you did nine episodes. You so you have that. You have meltdown. Meltdown. Nerdist thing, which I'm never. I, I do. I do one episode of Nerdist every three weeks. Okay, so you're on the Nerdist <laughs> show once every three weeks. Um, and then you've got this uh, mystery science theater reboot happening. Uh, no, it's continuation. It's a, it's the That's next season. You're, so it's the next season, but with new dudes on it. Yeah. So what, uh, what, when does that go down? What's uh, we start writing March 7th and then okay. I think we start shooting in uh, September. Okay. And how many episodes are you doing of that? 14 and then, uh, I think a Christmas special on a Thanksgiving Turkey Day marathon. That's awesome. See, it's all going your way. It is. It's all going your way, Jonah. It's Ray. a literal childhood dream come true. And thank you. I, I appreciate you, uh, Doing your best to compliment my life. Well, who, Mike, is anybody here good? They're all good. Best show, you're on the air. Hey, Tom and Jonah, this is Matt from Massachusetts. How you guys doing? Matt from Massachusetts. What's up, Matt? Not much. I have a couple for the topic. The topic is the best of the worst and the worst of the best. I actually have one of each. Oh, let's hear it. Uh, for a worst of the best, I have to go with Revolution Rock by The Clash. Revolu- what, what out, what's that on? Combat Rock? Yeah. Uh, London Calling. Mm. London Calling. And there's a little oh, wait. Okay. There too, you know, I, it, it, I, hey, go ahead. I was going to say, I think it's the worst song on on London Calling. It's just kind of, because it's the second to last song right before Train and Bane. Yes. It's just kind of a, a bit of a wait and a bit of a speed bump with the three minutes of Joe Strummer asking for more of that cheese grater sound. <laughs> this is what I'm going to say, bro. I listened uh, a couple months ago to all the Clash albums in a row, and it got to such a hazy point getting through Sandinista that I don't think I've recovered from that. <laughs> I still think I feel like I'm in some weird fog that I haven't gotten out of, and I'm kind of still confused a little bit. Buy it. Oh, I'm, I'm with you there. I want a copy of Sandinista on vinyl, and I still haven't gotten all the way through it. No. The, these are the things I did. For some reason, I'm taking on all these long-term projects. Listen to all the Clash stuff. Listen to Sandinista straight through with all that. Red Catch-22, which is like being caught in a nightmare. And it took me years to finally get through it. I finally pushed, got through it. I've been working my way. Th- I listened to uh, uh, Helter Skelter, the audio book, over the last three weeks, so... Little trapped inside that world simultaneously, and I keep listening to this King Crimson 1974 box set, 22 CDs of them live, Jeez. and I feel like I'm seeing them in concert. And I feel like I bounce from seeing King Crimson play in Quebec City 
to <laughs> hanging out with Charles Manson to going into the world of Catch-22, and that's kind of where I'm – and I do this every week, this show every week. Yeah. So. <laughs> You get trapped in these bubbles. You ever have that with with something where it's it's a big thing and you feel like you're in it and you can't get out of it. Yeah. Well, while you're seeing your way through it. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm in that right now, actually, with a couple of things. Like what? Uh, I'm working on uh, People's History of the United States. Yes. Uh, by, by Howard Zinn. Yes. It's just sitting on my my table next to me in my living room, and mm-hmm. I just kind of stare off at it and tell myself I should probably read another chapter of that, and then that just doesn't really happen. Yeah. What else? And then uh, working through Ryan Adams' discography, including all of the uh, the unreleased albums, is just – I love the guy, but it's daunting. Yeah. He puts out too much. I'm cool with Ryan I'll agree with you there. It's, yeah. it's, it's kind of like a, uh, a guided by voices thing where there's so much stuff and it's hard to sift through it. But like every that, album that's released, like a, a solid quarter of it to a third of it, that's definitely great. Yeah, I'll say that about guided by voices records. It's like every album is a good EP. It's like probably one Absolutely. of the best EPs. Yeah. Well, it's like, that's actually, that goes back to what Joe Strummer said about Sandinista when they were uh, when they released it. He said a thing. It was like uh, it was a pretty good triple record. Would have been a real good double record. Would have been a fantastic single record. It would have been an incredible EP. Yeah, and I totally agree with that. Look, it's fine for what it is. It's a thing. It, it, it's it's almost there's almost no opinion you can have of it. It just yeah. is. It's Absolutely. just a I mean, giant it, thing dropped on your head. You don't know what well, to do I, with the cool it. Thing you about it figure it something kind of out. Shows like the, the ideas they have, and just it just kind of unrelenting. It just shows, oh yeah, these guys were thinking about all this stuff while they were recording it and, and collaborating with people and just trying new things. Now, Jonah, as a young boy in growing up in Hawaii, where did you grow up in Hawaii? Uh, on Oahu, in Kamaki and Kailua. And what, what, how, did, how did you find music? Like, what was what was your exposure to different kinds of music? Uh, well, my, I had an older brother and he got into, uh, metal. So he got into Slayer, Metallica, Megadeth, uh, stuff like that. And so we were into that stuff. Okay. And then, um, when Nirvana came around, like, you know, that was, uh, uh you know, into that. But then we found that we saw flyers, me and my friend Donald, we saw flyers for a local punk show. We're like, we're like, oh, we should go. And so we were like 12 or 13 and that's how we got involved in the punk scene. And because of guys, that were like selling cheap, you know, distro style, mm-hmm. like seven inches and stuff like that. That's how sure. we got into punk. And the the crazy bands do not make their way to Hawaii generally. Rarely, they? yeah. There was a, there was a few, and we always, you know, unwound made it. Uh, I couldn't go in because it was a twenty one and over show, but I was mm-hmm. able to stand outside and listen. Uh, the softies came. Uh, there was, you, you, it's basically it, we would write bands and say hey do you want a trip to hawaii you'll uh-huh. lose money but we'll show you around yeah and we'll kind of be your tour guides if you sure. want yeah that was right. yeah so bands some bands did come yet unwound came unwound came um microphones came sicko uh was a fun one scared of chaka uh so they, every once in a while okay. uh, yeah like it was there was a you know it just wasn't too frequent. And the, the bands that did come a lot were the bands that you didn't really like, you know, uh, No Effects, Pennywise, Gutter Mouse, that kind of, uh, skate punk stuff that it was just, it was real big in Hawaii, but not, mm-hmm. not necessarily conducive to So the you punk. would go to shows like that, even though it wasn't, it was just like, it's maybe the best you're going to get. Yeah. It was the, it was the thing, it was the one thing you could do that week, mm-hmm. uh, that would be close to what you wanted. 
Yeah. And so you would go, you know, you didn't, I didn't like Mighty Mighty Boston's, but I mm-hmm. went to go see them every time mm-hmm. they played because there was nothing else to do. Now, when you'd go see these bands, would they bum you out because suddenly they're wearing like Hawaiian shirts and they think it's like funny that they're in Hawaii and you're just like, why can't you look cool like you do when you play every other? Every band would do that. Every band would be sunburned. If they got there, you could always tell like how long they were in town before the show uh-huh. with how burnt out they were. Yeah. And then you're just like, maybe you guys could just act like this is like not a place where people go to vacation. Yeah. It's like, we're here to, to see you play. <laughs> yeah. I, when, uh, Swing and Utters came to town, which I enjoy Swing and Utters, but they, mm-hmm. They puked like throughout the entire thing because they had been outside in the sun drinking all day. Yeah, they yeah. couldn't handle. They it. couldn't handle it. Wow, it's a rough world out there, man. <laughs> this, thanks for the call, buddy. Best show. Oh, hi. Hi, who's this? This is Angela. Hi, Angela. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Ithaca, New York. What's going on in Ithaca tonight? Uh, not much. Just listening to the show. Thank you. <laughs> so I had I had one for the topic. Might be a stretch. Sure. What do you got? You're here so, with I was, Jonah Ray's yeah. here also. Yes, I know. Hi, Jonah. I had a question for you after as well. Delightful. <laughs> Thank you. Um. So, uh, for the best of the worst of the best, mm-hmm. um, trying to hit all hit all three there, yeah. um. I was thinking about David Milch's John from Cincinnati. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. I did. I think, <laughs> I I think they was... Made, it was a very smart move to have that start right after The Sopranos ended. Yeah. That was like <laughs> <laughs> the kiss of death. Yeah. It was, it was awful on every level. What, what, was, um, the, what was the show? There was, it was a, a guy who was Jesus was like a, living in Venice Beach? Something Yeah, like something that. like that. Yeah. I think it was a... Yeah, maybe it was a fictitious beach town, but it was, yeah, made no sense. So that's the um, worst was, of the best. That was the worst of the best, but mm-hmm. there was a best moment on the show. Okay, um, what's that? When, well, Luke Perry's character, mm-hmm. um, he, I don't remember exactly what was going on. I think they were in some kind of a buffet, but in the middle of it, uh-huh. he pulls his pants down and does a full moon and screams out, how about some ham? Which was Dada-esque and ridiculous. So you liked that moment? I thought it was mm-hmm. funny. Okay, look. <laughs> hey, did you see Deadpool? I did not see you Deadpool. Didn't? What's that? What's that? Are you no. kidding? This is the highest growth rated R movie of all time. It's a, this guy's a real, it's a superhero, but he's a wise guy. Who may, <laughs> imagine uh-huh. Jim Carrey. Yeah. Imagine your least favorite. What's your least favorite Jim Carrey movie? Uh, Liar, Liar. Yes, perfect. Now imagine, <laughs> okay. that, that, imagine that guy put on a red uh, costume and ran around, and you also gave him guns. Yeah. There you go. It That's Deadpool. Pretty bad. What if Peter Griffin from Family Guy was? <laughs> yeah, that's what it's like. What if Peter Griffin and this this Deadpool? It's like, look. I saw Deadpool. I was in a theater. I, fe- I thought I was going to uh, – I, I, I could barely see the screen through the Axe body spray wafting up <laughs> off the crowd. <laughs> like I, I had to get, bring a fan in to, to blow a clear path so I could see the screen. It uh, he's, he's like, 
and everybody in the theater is like broing out. I thought it was going to be like if they do the next one of these movies and like he has to like rescue like uh Dove Charney or like <laughs> <laughs> or like um who would he say he would save like Joe Francis? He seems yeah. like seems like he'd like rescue Joe Francis from like a kidnappers. Yeah. Like that's the kind of thing Deadpool would do. Yeah. And the kidnappers in this case are the good guys. Yeah. No, they're the good guys. They were trying to launch Joe Francis and Dove Charney into space. Yeah. And then wait, that would be a good like Deadpool realizes like, oh boy. Uh I think I'm no different like you you look and it's like Seth MacFarlane's being herded into like a prison <laughs> camp and it's like that one time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Remember the time I Yeah. Remember the time I uh Blank. finally realized that I can't even watch the show on any level cuz it and uh yeah. Remember the time I made money just boosting other things from other shows? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um so Thank you for the call. She had a question for me. Oh, no. She had a question for Jonah. That's right. Go ahead. I just want something. Okay. No, it's all yours. (laughs) I I just wanted to know if you had a favorite Mystery Science Theater 2000 episode. Um, I would normally say This Island Earth, which was the Mystery Science Theater 2000 movie. Uh, But since I can't, I would probably say that it's uh, uh, Zombie Nightmare is one of my favorites. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Now, this mystery okay. science, thank you for the call. It's you, and it's uh, Pat, Pat and Oswald. Pat and Oswald will be playing TV son of TV's Frank, mm-hmm. the Frank Conniff uh, character. And who who else is on this now? Um, two really great comics. Uh, Baron Vaughn will be the voice mm-hmm. of Tom Servo, and Hampton Yunt will be the voice of Crow, T-Robot. Okay. Nice. Uh, and then Felicia Day will be playing the, uh, uh, the Dr. Forrester's uh, daughter. Awesome. So it's, and that's going to be a great, and it's all, everybody's super excited about it. The internet. Uh, you guys broke the internet. Oh, what are we? Kim Kardashian's butt. You broke the, yeah. Um, look, it troubles me when you start talking about, uh, butts. Cause I almost said, I almost said the other one, but I wasn't sure, but I heard you say that word earlier. Hop, skip, and a jump away from, uh, podcast. Listen, now. I got, I got, Coop, I got Coop tweeting at me saying to shut my potty mouth. Yeah, yeah. This and is this, is guy. Guy that, <laughs> this is a guy. This is Coop. This is a guy who all he does is draw and take pictures of naked ladies all day long. And he's like, "Yeah, this guy should click it back a little bit." Uh, yeah, but I, I'm I'm really excited. Literal dream come true. So I'm really I'm really stoked on that. But how could that even be a dream? It's almost like beyond a dream. They couldn't think you'd be like it was in gone. that role. No, I, I, it's, when I was a kid and I wanted to do comedy, I thought to myself, this show's going to be around forever. I'm going to get to a point where I can maybe take over. I really thought that was a possibility. Really? Yeah, I was done. I was a kid. Look at this life. What were the things you Look thought as a kid? Look at this life of yours. Well, I thought I could sink uh, a good portion of, of my savings into uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> building a studio. In an apartment, and uh, yeah, but yeah, so my dreams are coming true too. So it's just a world of dreams coming true. Um, no, it's fun. Tom, no, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Look, for there to be a you, there has to be a me. But we, haven't we been each other in different situations? Uh-uh. And other, yes, no, we have. No. You were just young. You just didn't get there yet. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, you can't start there. Remember when you had a hit radio show and you were on a hit TV show at the same time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know what I was doing? What's that? Working at a movie theater. And how old were you at that point? It doesn't matter. No, it does matter because you. Have, I was probably the age. You, I, I was. You have to go up at some point. So you true. can. You, what do you? What do you want? Well, how old be? were you at that time? Forty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're holding up great. I'm sixty-eight now. So. You're, you're holding up real great. Um, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to play a couple records. I can't wait. I, everything you've been playing is pretty pretty phenomenal. Do you know this band, White Reaper? Nope. These guys are good. Where are they on? Um. They're on polyphonic. Uh, no, polyvinyl. Sorry, not polyphonic. Yeah, they're in polyphonic spree. <laughs> Everyone is. Just yeah. name any band. It's just six guys from polyphonic spree. <laughs> six of the 49 guys yeah. formed a new band. It's 1% of polyphonic spree. And this is their album called White Reaper Does It Again. Let's take a listen to this. We'll be back in a few minutes with more of Jonah Ray. <laughs> Was uh, Mike? Who was that? You knew who that was. Ah, it's Royal Trucks, Mike. Our friend Neil Haggerty, classic Royal Trucks, going all the way back to the uh, the the uh, the vertical single, I believe, on that one. Right, Hero Zero. Is that the vertical single? I can't remember anymore. So great. Can't mess with them. And before that, and that's that's available currently. You get that on singles live, unreleased on Drag City. Uh, that uh, Royal Trucks collection. And starting us off, White Reaper from their album White Reaper does it again. Make me want to die. And that is on. As I said before, Polyvinyl Records. So much good stuff. So much good stuff. Boo, let's go back to the phones. Best show. Hey, Thomas King out in Newbridge Hills. How you doing? Hey, um, I'm I'm, I'm doing all right, Ken. uh, What's going on tonight on your end? Uh, Could you play a song for me? Uh, maybe, I guess. Yeah. What? 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 Uh, what are you looking to hear? Um, I'd love to hear "Crying" by Roy Orbison. You know that song? "Crying" by Roy yes. Orbison. Wow, that's a pretty sad song. Well, it's perfect for my mood, honestly. Mm, I'm sorry. What? What's going on? Oh, I don't want. I don't want to get, get into it. You know, I mean, it's the same. It's the same things everybody else is dealing with as they get older. You know, mountain of debt. Marriage in jeopardy. Children are being really disrespectful. My cult member numbers are dwindling. Uh, flagrant bursitis. Bilge pump is on the fritz. Uh-huh. Wait, what, name it. Sure. What, what? Can I just ask you? What did you say there? Oh, my bursitis. It's really bad. Yeah, I, 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 I was going to say I wish you could see it, but I, I don't want you to see it. Everything's pretty red and bulbous. Uh huh. Ugh. Um. Um. um that wasn't the thing, though, your bursitis. You, before the bursitis. 
Oh yeah, my kids are being complete creep munches. They want me to take them to see this uh, this movie that I've heard is great called Deadpool. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, my friends love it. Okay. Well, but that's look before that though. You said something about a a cult. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My cult members—they've become very disillusioned. I—I I don't know why. When wait, when you what do you mean by your cult uh, members? You have a cult? Barely. I mean, I'm down to like thirty members now, and I think only half of them are blindly devoted to me at this point. You know, the, the others just are pretty much sticking around for the free gruel. The the gruel. Yeah. They get two cups a day. It, it's actually made from um, rotten wood pulp that the Parmesan cheese companies have rejected. Have you, been, have you been following this whole thing with the Parmesan cheese? Um, I haven't, but I'd like to ask more about uh, your cult. If you oh, know. Sure. What, what is the name of the cult? Can <laughs> I, I, I ask? tell you, <laughs> but I'd have to kill you. Uh-huh. I'm just busting your beast. No, it's called the Serpent's Covenant. Okay. The Serpent's Covenant. Yes, yeah. Yeah, my parents started it uh, as kind of a mom-and-pop cult back in 1984, and it, it pretty much evolved into the East Coast's largest and most terrifying cult. It was actually voted that three years running in the mid-'90s. It, w- it was voted that? Mm-hmm, yeah. Who, who, who voted you, the cult um, most terrifying cult? The FBI. Why? <laughs> I don't know what you mean by they voted it. Oh, well, they have a year-end award show where they announce who's, you know, the best fugitive, the most terrifying cult, the most prolific kidnapper, that sort of thing. The FBI, you say, you said they have an award show? Yes, yeah. Hoover started it back in the 50s, and it's very prestigious. They have it in D.C. Uh, every December. And Hoover actually used to emcee it, but, you know, since he bought it, they get someone else to do it uh, every year. Uh, 2015 was Andy Kindler. Wait, wait, Andy Kindler? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, hosted the FBI's? Oh, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. very irreverent. Uh-huh. <laughs> A lot of those guys wanted to kill him by the end of his his, uh, his bit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, but who would even, if there's an award thing like this, who would even accept the awards? The winners. Yeah, anybody who's anybody on the most wanted list, they show up for this thing because, like I said, it's really prestigious. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't make sense because the winners are all wanted by the FBI and they would be instantly arrested. Oh, well, technically, yeah, but there's – that's a day of of amnesty and everyone in law enforcement and government observes it and it's it's quite an event. Obama was even there. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. The speeches are really entertaining. Uh-huh, really? Oh, yeah. You think the correspondence dinner is funny? That's, that's like a weight compared to the Phoebes. Uh-huh. The Phoebe, what is the Phoebes? Oh, that's the name of the award. It, it, it's like an Oscar, but it's, uh, it's J. Edgar Hoover pointing a machine gun at a truant's haunches. Okay, yeah. I'm trying to picture that. Yeah. Uh-huh. So... So the fugitives and right. criminals, they give speeches? Oh, yeah, yeah. El Chavos was great this year. <laughs> he, he did it through an interpreter. Uh-huh. And I'll tell you, man, the interpreter kept mangling your name. He kept saying shrapling. 
hold on. <laughs> El Chapo yeah. won, mm-hmm. and then he mentioned me in his speech? He did, yeah, yeah. His, uh, he said that his kids drive him nuts listening to your show all the time, and it's, you know, it's, he, he can't stand your voice. Mm-hmm. No offense. I mean, that's what he said. Sure. No, uh, you know, a caller actually mentioned a few weeks ago something about his kids listening to the show. Oh, well, did he also say that El Chapo planned on doing to you what Rutger Howard did to Jessica Jason Lee in The Hitcher? No. No, he didn't. Well, once that's good because it's a good thing that they got they got El Chapo. Otherwise, the top half of you would be heading to Reno uh-huh. while your can would be on its way to Charleston. Okay. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know, I was kind of surprised Amy Candler kind of hung you out to dry and roasted your ass up there. I thought you guys were tight bros from way back when. Uh-huh. Tight bros from way back. You mean the... Is that that's the that's the that tape you're mentioning? Is that are you referring to that? No, I said I was there at the at, at the ceremony. It wasn't on tape. No, but there's a tape that circulated of like two dudes talking about guitarists that people call <laughs> tight bros. I don't know anything about it. No, no. Okay, I, yeah. I thought. I mean, it's a weird phrase for you to say. Oh, I don't know. Tight bros, so specific. I don't know. Tight bros from way back when. Right. I don't know. Well, I could also say say something like I don't know, <laughs> Gilly. <laughs> but you know, what does that mean? That's well. That's a reference to an SNL character. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So. I guess these are all things that I guess you're just... I guess it's all just floating in the... Uh, parallel. Is it the ephemera or the ether? What, what's the difference? I think it could be in uh, in the ether, and it's parallel thinking, I guess. Okay. Is it what, probably what you're thinking it is. That makes sense. Hmm. Yeah, well, you know, I guess that uh, that's how that kind of... That's how that kind of stuff goes. Could be. I don't mm-hmm. know. You know what? I think, I think you're... I'm sensing something in your voice. Mm-hmm. A little anger, a little jealousy. Yeah. Directed at Andy Kindler. I don't think. I don't think so. I can feel it. I can feel it. And I know. I know where it's coming from. You're a little jealous because he does like eight different characters on Bob's Burgers, and you've only done it once. Uh huh. Well, yeah. I've never done Bob's Burgers actually. You're kidding me! I've done it twice. <laughs> you've done Bob's Burgers. Oh yeah. Uh huh. Wow, that's that's crazy. I. I thought it was a little harder, uh, but, um, you know, it's actually a funny thing is that, mm. um, I, I may not have been on Bob's burgers, but, uh, myself and, and, uh, uh, my, my friend John, uh, Worcester mm. are going to be on the Simpsons. Shut up. No. On when? March 13th. No way. Um, no, I'm serious. You, you two? Yeah. How did you get that? Well, they they uh, they wrote parts for us. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. Well, I'll put a picture up. I'll put a picture up on uh, on Twitter. I'm not joking. March, okay. March thirteenth. Yeah. All right. Well, like I said, I'll believe it when I see it. Just like the state of Missouri. Yeah. Oh, so you wouldn't believe? You don't believe in the state of Missouri? No, that's their that's their on their license plate. Oh, I'll believe it when I see it. That's not what it is. What do you no. think it is? 
Missouri. What is Missouri? It's not. I'll believe it when I see it. Have one of your your. What is it, Mike? Show me state. Oh, it's the same thing. It's just different wording. Uh huh. Yeah. No, I'll believe it when I see it is not the same thing as the show me state. Oh. Yeah. Show you it. Uh huh. Um. Wait. Right so. Well, I got. I got a. Enough of the Simpsons and Andy Kindler and Bob's Burgers and everything. This cult. Yeah. What? What? The. Your. What is your cult called now? Serpent's Covenant. The Serpent's Covenant. Uh huh. Show it some respect. Okay, and what is uh, what is your title or ranking in in this cult? King. Like I said earlier. Oh. I thought you said your name was Ken. You need to get the wiener out of your ear. Uh-huh. No. That's My nice. legal name is King Mike the Overlord. King Mike the Overlord. Yes. Uh-huh. And you said your parents started it back in 84? That's correct, yeah, yeah. Uh And when they died in that life raft explosion in 2000, my wife, Empress Janine, and I took over. Okay. Yeah, I'll tell you, things were much simpler back then. You know, you found your flock, you befriended them, you fed them, you clothed them, you slowly wore them down to an emotional nub, and then you made them do your bidding while throwing them alternate scraps of praise and humiliation. I long for those days. Uh-huh. Oh, that's that's kind of upsetting. That's that's really disturbing. No, it's not. Oh no. <laughs> what? What? What's wrong? Oh no! What? <laughs> Empress Janine just texted. She's leaving me. Uh huh. She she said she's taking our children, Prince Skyler and Princess Madison, with her. Okay, so this is why you've been so sad? Yes. Uh, that's why you wanted to hear crying? Yes. Uh-huh. Well, King, King I, got, I got to say, <laughs> it's, it's, yes. a, it's a little hard to feel sorry for you when you're basically, like, enslaving people to do your bidding. Oh, like you've never claimed to be the Messiah and rewrote the Bible to suit your own needs. I've ne- yeah, no, I never have done that. Oh. Hold a lot on. of people do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, I'm looking here on... I'm, I, I just wikied Serpent's Covenant. The Serpent's oh, Covenant, geez. sorry. Serpent's Covenant is one of America's most long-standing and notorious religious cults. It was founded by Emperor Tim the Reckoner in 1984. And promises that members will be transformed upon the reckoning into giant snakes that will slither through outer space. This is called the rebirth. Okay. Controversy. Okay, here's controversy. Uh, the cult is infamous for its deceptive practices. Cult members are tricked and manipulated through a process called the transformation. Elements of the transformation include draining members of their finances and possessions and teaching them that their families are plague carriers that will infect future generations and prevent the rebirth from taking place. Does this all sound familiar to you, uh, King? Maybe. Maybe. Upon joining the cult, members are forced to wear a uniform consisting of Flowing green and red robes, sandals, and headbands. 
second generation leader King Mike the Overlord, there's you, uh, tried to get the members to wear rainbow colored headbands, but this was ultimately rejected. So they rejected that? Mm-hmm. They didn't want to wear the rainbow colored headbands? Mm-hmm. That was your idea? Mm-hmm. And cult members spend their days tending to the gardens on the property. They're also tasked with the burden of building statues in the likeness of the leaders. Over the last few years, King Mike, the overlord, you again, generated a project in which the followers would attempt to build a version of Philadelphia's Veterans Stadium built to one two-hundredth scale. Nobody is sure why he wanted this built. Cult members who don't follow orders generally suffer the wrath of King Mike. Some of his methods include punishment. A method of punishment includes spraying with a garden hose, making them mosh until one final member is standing. These sessions can go on for hours. Ooh. Getting hit by a garbage cannon and the banned art of slap fighting. If the members don't fall into line, it is rumored King Mike takes the cult members to the to- the toilet room. Ooh. While there is no documentation of this room actually existing, it's supposedly a room with a giant toilet as its centerpiece. King Mike constantly flushes the members over and over until they go down the drain. Oh my god. Uh, rumor- rumored weapon is a subset here. It's rumored King Mike has constructed a medieval torture rack he calls the People Puller. People Puller? Ugh. To keep his subjects' hearts pure. Like the toilet room, its existence has not been verified. Wow. Yeah, wow is right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Again with the wiki page. I'm sick of dealing with this, okay? Uh-huh. You're sick of dealing with the wiki page? Yes, yeah. I mean, who writes this stuff? Uh-huh. One. Just to address a couple of these things. There's no toilet room, okay? Okay. That's sick, and I will sue you and anyone else who mentions it again, all right? A toilet, who mentions that there's a toilet room. Yes. B, those people love me, and it was their idea to build the statues, all right? Mm -hmm. Especially the one of me fully aroused throwing a discus while on Empress Janine. Yeah, I had to bleep you there. Uh, Oh, you did? Yeah. I'll say it again if you'd like. No, that's all right, King Mike. Okay. Uh, Also, the rainbow headbands. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, that was a real blow. When they... I admit that, yeah. Yeah, They looked great. You thought they looked great. I thought they looked really good. It's kind of like a reggae vibe to it. It's almost like the Houston Astros 1970s uniform crossed with reggae sunsplash. Hmm. That does sound kind of... Doesn't it? Kind of sharp. Very, yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. the vet stadium thing, that's true. Uh-huh. I, I just thought it would be a neat thing to look at. Of like a, mini, a miniature, but not that miniature. No, yeah. Version yeah. of veteran stadium. Something a child could play with, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I thought it would look cool, and you know what? Yeah. It did look cool. Uh-huh. Okay. There's no people, people puller, right? I don't know where that came from. Mm-hmm. It's like, what am I running, the Spanish Inquisition or something? Uh-huh. It's like nobody expects that, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. What, what is, nobody expects what? No one expects that someone like me would be running a Spanish Inquisition style anything, I guess, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, well, I would hope nobody would be running one. No. You know, but 
I guess, uh, s- some people are, but, um, yeah. Um, can I ask you about, uh, the, uh, other things that were in that wiki thing? Like sure, yeah. taking people's money and, and savings and separating them from their families and yeah, right. I'll tell you what, though. If she goes to one of the other Newbridge cults, I'm going to fling myself off the top of the Newbridge outer space needle. And that's like a, 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 a plummet of like 120,000 feet, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, that, well, it's pretty hot. Wait. Uh, I did not know there were other cults in Newbridge. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's at least 50 of them. How did I not know about this? I don't know. Off the top of my head, uh, you know, there's the Clan of Jacob, the Unification the Blurred Crusade, uh, the Brunch Davidians, Children of Thornock, the Hologram of Baal, uh, the Movement, the Order of the Golden Ray, uh, Priest Equals Aura, Communion of the Seventh Circle, the Unguarded Moment, to, to name just two. Mm-hmm. Well, you named way more than two. Okay. There, but. You know, you, you would know all about this if you read Cult Leader Monthly. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a division of Condé Nast. <laughs> it, I didn't... I didn't know that. Yeah. You hear that they bought Pitchfork? That Condé Nast bought Pitchfork. I did hear that. Yeah, yeah. There must be a lot of hiking shoe companies worrying about getting a 7.1 review that reads like an 8, right? Uh-huh. Sure. I guess. Uh, I guess that's a, a – I don't know if that's really a concern for – Well, it's kind of a joke, too, you mm-hmm. know. Don't oh, be afraid to laugh. Oh, so you were making okay. I, it well, was a joke. Yeah, I, I can't get a handle on you. Uh, oh, Kim. I'll give you something to get a handle of. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, what, what was right? that? Yeah. No, I don't. I don't like you. I, I think I liked you better. Oh no! <laughs> Wait. What? What? Oh, no! The remaining Serpentonians have stormed the mansion. Oh no! This is like a scene from that Mark Wahlberg movie, this is the Bourne facade, storming the Bastille. Wait, what was it called? It was called the Bourne facade, storming the Bastille. Uh huh. I think yeah. you're. you're did so... you notice how they all got quiet all of a sudden? Yeah. What did you close a window or something? I did. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. They're still making their way up, though. I might uh-huh. open that window soon. You never know. Yeah. Well, you know, those are those are pretty good windows, I got to say. They are. If it they was are. if Larry David was talking about those windows, yeah. right? He'd probably say they were um Can I do it, please? Sure. Or do you want to do it? No, you can do one and I'll do another one. King Mike the Overlord? Is that yeah. what it is? You yeah. go ahead, King Mike the Overlord. These windows are pretty 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 thick. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty good. That's yeah, pretty right? pretty good. Your impression. Yeah, well, I'm gonna open up that window right now. Okay. Oh no! What? Oh my God! They're barging up. They're really coming up here. Oh, oh my God! Wait, what? Oh, no! What? I lied. There is a people puller. Okay. Yeah, I use it frequently and with great relish. Uh-huh. That's an odd sentence, and I'm utterly embarrassed that it'll be the last one that I speak. Okay. Oh, well, anyway, the, they, they brought the rack up with them. Yeah? Yeah. Guys, no, come on, please. No. Oh. Well, 
they're quiet again, so I don't think it's... Oh, there it is. Oh, no! Oh, my God, no! Oh! Oh, no! Oh! Oh, my God, it hurts so bad. Hey, before I succumb to the delicious irony of being killed by one of my own inventions, you know about music, right? I know about music, yes, yes. Oh! Hey, I heard that... I heard this Bee Gees song um, on the radio the other day, but I can't find Arrow on iTunes. Yeah. Oh, my God. It goes a little bit like this. Ah! Oh, girl, I asked for your hand in marriage, but not a baby in a carriage. So that's why I'm sneaking out of our apartment in the middle of the night, never to return, never to return again. I have never heard that oh. Bee Gees song. Oh, you can go full on phone book. Oh, oh, I'm slipping away. The rebirth is nice. King? Oh, wow. That was a crazy one, Mike. Huh? How about that? Threw you for a little bit of a loop there, huh, bro? Oh, yeah, your mic's going to go toward that. Oh, that's great. That's great news. That's just... That's where they get you, Mike. You're going to go toward it. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to put this uh, picture up of uh, Sharpling and Worcester. First of all, Sharpling and Worcester live in Durham, North Carolina. This Saturday, don't miss it, Motorco. Tickets are selling fast. It is close to selling out. And don't be outside looking in, man. And it's probably the last time we're doing the live show we've been doing. I think, it, you know, we're going to be doing it for a year or so. Less than a year. We'll wrap it up. And I'm going to put this picture up of... Uh, Let's put this up here. Hold on. Let's see. This. <clears throat> Putting it on, on uh, Twitter. You can check it out in a matter of seconds. Come on, feet. Remember that song? Come on, feet. The great Quasimodo. Here we go. Put that there. Ah! Hey, Dudio. I'm going to email you a uh, link... Can you reduce the size of some of these things so I can post one on uh, on uh, on social media?
sending it to Dudio. Dudio's an alright guy. I like Dudio. I like Mike. I like Pat Byrne. Everybody works on this show's great. Did Jonah Ray leave? He left, huh? He left. Come on back in, buddy. Come on back in. I want to tell everybody, my friend Pat Byrne, he's one of the producers of this show. He does a show on WFMU called Prove It All Night. And he's got a live, this is a live show, right, Pat? This Saturday. If you're in North Carolina, you go see Sharpling and Worcester live. If you're in New York or New Jersey, you go see Prove It All Night live. Pat's show this Saturday, 9 p.m. It's only five bucks to get in over at the WFMU uh, performance space over on Montgomery, 43 Montgomery. His guests include Aparna Nancherla, very funny, Dan Chamberlain, see funny? Very funny. My t- And My Teenage Stride, music from My Teenage Stride. That's a great show. Check it out this Saturday. If you are in the New York, New Jersey area, you check that out. What's up, bro? Welcome back. Thanks. Uh, that was a crazy caller. That was nuts, right? Yeah, that was, really, that was really crazy. It's a weird world out there, Jonah Ray. Never know what you're going to get. Right? Yeah, I, I did not expect that. Uh, the, the the unifying sound of the... His uh, detractors. Yes, was. they were. They mobilized. were on cue. They, they were, stopped on a dime. They were mobilized. Yeah. Sometimes people can rise up, and someday they will rise just like they're cheering you on. You on now. They will rise up against you. You will be outside. You will be in the nerdist headquarters, and you'll look. You'll see nerds all gathered down there, right? But what if you guys get attacked by geeks? Oh, right. I, I fear of dorks mainly is my dorks. Yeah. Well, what if the geeks and the dorks united? Unite. Well, that's a prophecy that I don't think would ever come to mm-hmm. pass. I just, I just, I imagine that just a bunch of Andy Kindlers just show up. To and then what would that from. be? That would be Hardwick gets like boiling oil and pours it off the roof onto them. <laughs> Does he have some sort of boiling oil cauldron ready to go? I've never seen his place. A giant vat. Yeah. No, it's, it's the headquarters, the HQ. Oh, the HQ. Nerdist HQ. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it's a uh, uh, boiled gack. It's boiled Nickelodeon gack. We have some Zand and Smud <laughs> okay. that we uh, heat up and throw at people. And you guys are what? Uh, above the Hustler Superstore out on, on Sunset? <laughs> Is that what you guys are? No, uh, Seven Veils. Okay. One time, did I, I did you overhear me? Some, one time I was driving down Sunset, and I was driving through West Hollywood, Best part of Los Angeles, West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And I was driving past the Hustler Superstore. And outside at one of their umbrellas, because they have like a little coffee shop. Yeah, cafe. It was literally Ron Jeremy sitting, drinking coffee, which is the most cliched thing imaginable. Him showing up. At the, <laughs> he's like, he wakes up. He's like, I think I want coffee. And then he's like, where should I go? Ah, oh, I'll go get some at the Hustler Superstore. It has nothing to do with the pornography, yeah. but more to do with the way they roast yeah. the beans. <laughs> exactly. Do you think he yeah. has some copies of his old movies like 
on the table and someone's like, I'm sorry. Well, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. Are you the guy on the box? Yeah. Except almost dead. What? <laughs> oh, I guess that's me. <laughs> He's... Yeah. They must have been in the store like um, saying, uh, hey, Dudio, yeah. can you do me a favor and just send me the first picture of that batch? Okay, because that's the one I want to put up. Do you think... Don't worry. Don't worry, Dudio. Do you think the baristas at the Hustler Cafe know his order yeah. by now? Yes. Well, I would say yes to that, and I'll ask you, do you think the baristas that there are baristas there who are just like, yes, I happen to work at the the Hustler Superstore, but I am a barista. I'll work anywhere. It just happens to be a place where two feet away from me are just piles of <laughs> pornography. I think that a, a lot about uh, theme parks or Disneyland where it's a – I say, where do you work? Well, I work at Disneyland. Oh, what do you do? Are you an announcer? Are you a tour guide? Do you work at Ohana Mansion? No, no, no. I'm on rollerblades picking up trash in Tomorrowland. <laughs> yes. And they are. But they are, that, that is what it takes to believe and keep going, Right. I think so. It's you know just, what it's like. Well, well, maybe you don't actually, because everything seems to pretty much be going your way. Did you? <laughs> right now, it's a pretty. It's a pretty. You're skating. You're skating in the in the best pod. Not skating like you're taking it easy, but it's just. Uh, it's just. It's just clicking into place. You're like a. You're like a, a Lego. Right. <laughs> you're like a Lego Millennium Falcon. It's all clicking into place. Well, I have been working for a while. You have. I look. I don't fault you. You work hard. You work hard. No. I'm not saying you didn't get anything you didn't deserve. You deserve everything that's happening for you. I'm happy for you. Thank you. Rather it be you than some of these other drips. <laughs> who do you hate most right now? I don't hate anybody. Who do you? Who would you like? If the the character of Tom, who would you hate most right now? The the character of Tom. Yes, which means you're id. Who do I hit? I really anybody who's who's doing stuff. I, I just I, you know I'm just doing my own thing. I don't care. Yeah, I know this is I, I I know this is a thing that isn't for everybody. You know a lot of people. You know a lot of the indie rock folks. Do you think Do you think uh, you know Mac from Merge is stewing over what uh, Ian at uh, Discord's doing, and Ian's stewing over what dude from Matador's doing, and so on and so forth? No, I don't think so. I think people if if they're doing it, they're really just doing their thing. Do you like to think that like people? I joke around with stuff. Yeah, I truly, truly. All jokes aside, either you're gonna, either you're here to do stuff or to complain about stuff. And I think I'm doing stuff. I've been, I built this thing. I work. I do. I'm doing stuff. Yeah. I just want to hear you say it. This is gonna be a long, quiet drive back to my hotel. No, it's not. (laughs) You're gonna be sad that I when I finally let you out. Um, but look at this. Whoa! So wait, you're allowed to put that out? I was officially allowed to put it out. Which one's you? That one, the one without the beard. That's John, that's me. Oh, so they didn't design them after you. Um, well, John's got facial hair. Sure. So, and I don't, and my (laughs) character doesn't. So. What do you get, I mean, did you go out there, did you go to LA to do it? We did the whole deal. Yeah. 
What, can, have you talked about it yet? No, um, uh, I really, I really don't want to talk about it. But they, they it, wrote something just for us, and we did it, and it's on March 13th. So it's a big time showbiz thing. Some kind of dream come true for you. It's flippant. You can throw it away. Yeah, man, it must be nice. Must be nice to, to voice on an iconic cartoon and then just be like, eh, I don't want to feel so like that. So look, I'll just say this. The Bob's, you had your shot, Bob's Burgers. Doors closed now. Did you hear Andy Keller's taking over for every voice on that show? Andy Keller just wrote on Twitter about you. I'm sure he did. He wrote, Jonah Ray stole his insecurity from my act. <laughs> I was a nerd while he was still in Star Wars pajamas. <laughs> Andy Kimmler is the funniest guy. He Best show. Hi, Tom. This is uh, Lawson from Atlanta. What's up, Lawson? I uh, I love the topic, but uh, first I just wanted to give a quick shout out because I'm very excited to be going to the show in Durham. Oh, you're gonna have a great time. It's gonna be fun. I Lots am. of surprises and laughs galore. Get ready. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, I got a whole little road trip planned. It's gonna be a fun time. Good. But I wanted to say uh, I, I'm going because there was a, another listener who was kind enough who uh, he bought tickets and he was unable to go. And so he posted on Facebook if anyone would want them. And so I just wanted to give a shout out to Usman and Austin, Texas, for being a great guy and giving yes. me those tickets. That's awesome. That's very nice. And also uh, to Caroline in Athens, who was a dear friend of mine who saw he posted that. And uh, let me know about it so we can set it up. So it's two fans of yours. Where to give a shout out to? Because nice. because of them, I get to see you live, and I'm very very excited for it. That's awesome. I look forward and, uh, to you being there. Oh, it's going to be fun. It is. Also, I wanted to be a uh, a character witness for Jonah here. Okay, you know Jonah. I met Jonah. I had the pleasure of meeting Jonah about two years ago in Athens, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was doing a show there. Yeah. And I just want to say that Joda was on my dumb radio show I had at the time. Yeah. And for a full 45 minutes, he was able mm. to contain his horrible potty mouth. He did it for you. Couldn't do it for me. You were on yeah. terrestrial radio, friend. That's right. Now, well, look. I like Joan. I don't know why people think I don't like him. <laughs> he wouldn't be here if I didn't like him. He wouldn't be here. <laughs> uh, that was a fun. You have a good radio show, friend. Oh, thank you. It's a podcast now. It'll be coming back pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Well, but we look also, forward to it coming back, bro. Thanks for the call. Best show. Sorry, I'm not going to turn. This guy's going to start talking about show. What is this? The Oscars? He's thanking this one for giving the tickets. Thanking <laughs> that one for telling. It's like we got to give him some playoff music. <laughs> Play him off the stage. <laughs> What's up, best? You're on the best show. Who's this? Hey, this is Ryan. Ryan, where are you calling from? I'm from uh, Georgia. I'm from southeast Georgia. Nice. Um, I have, an, like the like the caller before, I have a celebrity story that takes place in Athens. Of a celebrity, um, like a Patty Smith in the elevator. Yes. Did you hear my Patty Smith story in the elevator where I ran into her in the elevator? I don't want to talk about it. You, I look, I talked about it. For, there's no shortage of places you can find it. Um, so, yeah. So, what? Uh, what? What do you got? What, what, what was yours? Let me see if I can guess. Give me a um, hint. Charlie Daniels. Oh, go ahead. 
You ran into no. Charlie. You ran into the Willie Nelson's harmonica player, Mickey. No. No. Um, <laughs> Give me a hint. Give me a hint. All right. Uh, they've been on your show before. So, so they. So was it a band? Oh no, I was being gender neutral. Okay. Be vague. So who was it? Um, I went to. Uh, so my parents decided to go to the. You know the football spring game because they like college football. I'm mm-hmm. kind of on your side that I think it's kind of kind of lame. College uh, sports. College. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shut it down. Um, Shut them all down. Yeah. Shut it all down. Right, Mike. Yeah. Look, I'm not, I'm not watching some college movie. Like, oh, watch this movie that college kids made. That's the last movie I'd want to see. Oh wait, let's go. Let's go see this stand-up comedian. Oh, they're all in college. Okay, no. Oh, but these college sports, why is that better? You watch them play, and it's the worst play you've ever seen in your life, and they're doing it for free, and they're propping up these creep coaches. These creep, these coaches all have $5 million deals. Shut it down. Shut it all down. Reboot America. That's so what? Idea. So who'd you run into? Um... I decided to go to uh, Luxury's, which is the record slash comic shop, mm-hmm. and it was so hot. And I have like a, I'm kind of nervous. Uh, I'm kind of a nervous person. Okay. And I walked in and I saw somebody. I saw yeah. two very like nice looking men in their thirties. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that guy looks a lot like John Hamm. Yeah. And uh, I was like, well, there's no way that it's John Hamm. Yeah. And then I looked and I was like, oh, that's definitely John Hamm. And the guy with him was Paul Rudd. Okay. And then and I also saw Joe Latruglio from okay. Brooklyn Nine-Nine there. Sure. And um, a guy was talking to Joe Latruglio, and he was just, like, doing this, like, awful thing. He was like, hey, how's it going? Oh, great weather in Athens. And Joe Latruglio was being a very nice guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, for some reason, I decided I wanted to talk to John Hamm because – Big into Madman, um, and I just saw his. I listened to his interview on Pete Holmes' podcast, mm-hmm. and I walked up to him and I just said, uh, "Hey, I uh, heard your interview on Pete Holmes," and he said, "Oh, I wasn't on Pete Holmes," and uh, I, I was like, "Yeah, you, yeah, you were." And he was like, "Oh yeah, Pete Holmes, uh, good guy," and then he like just took off, like stayed away from me, went to the other side of the record store. Uh-huh. And then, uh, I, then I just watched, like, Paul Rudd, and I was like, I can't I can't even be here anymore because yeah, to I'm too, too much of a nervous person. Yeah. And um, then I, they laughed, and, like, later I laughed, and I was walking down the street, and I saw their them with a group and I was like, no, they, they already think I, they already think I'm like a creep. So I walked the other way and, uh, I was crossing the street and, uh, I saw a guy next to me and it was Jonah Ray. And I said, Oh, it's very nice to meet you, but we were walking on a crossroad. So I just kept walking and I heard, uh, behind me, it's very nice to meet you too. And yeah, like, as mortifying as the Jonah Ham story is, like, mm-hmm. Jonah made me feel better, so That's thanks, nice. Jonah. Yeah, yeah, Pete Holmes, nice guy. So you burnt it. <laughs> you burnt Yeah. You burnt it with, with John Ham. Right. You flopped right in front of him. Right. Yeah, and then I creeped out Paul Rudd because I 
I was yeah. I, like watched yeah. him and he had like a yeah. nice tattoo. Yeah. Yeah, you were pulling you were going for the hat trick. Right? Yeah. You were going for the hat trick. That was right. and Jonah. Then Jonah was the but the thing you don't know is Jonah's probably following those guys too. <laughs> he was probably skulking <laughs> twenty feet behind Paul Rudd. You know who else was in town that weekend? <laughs> Andy Kindler. Did you oh, run man. into him? Was he nice to you? Uh I I'm I'm afraid of Andy Kindler. He's a Like afraid you won't recognize him? Yeah, yeah. He'll, you know, maybe he'll come up to me and be like, Hey, don't you recognize me? Yeah, he'll come up to you, sure. Okay. Thanks for the call. <laughs> Best show. How's it going, Tom? Oh, it's going great. I know who this is already. What's up, Jono? Hello. This why don't you throw this guy? Throw let's let's see this guy who's on the line right now, Jonah Ray dot com at Jonah Ray. Um, how many times have you won at midnight? By the way, because you would go on that, and it seemed like it was like uh, you were going on almost like the you were like the Tony Clifton of at midnight, <laughs> where you were like I'm above the game, like you were just there to goof. Yeah, I'd rather goof than win. Not very competitive. I've won twice. You're not competitive. You're super competitive. I know I'm not. <laughs> now, this guy on the line right now is from Hawaii. He's from Honolulu. Fred from Honolulu. And Fred has been saying, I think, I, I think I'm fair in saying that he thinks you are not from Hawaii. <laughs> right, Fred? Fred thinks, uh, uh, Fred thinks you I'm, saw the descendants and you're you're confabulating that into being from Hawaii. Yeah. That you saw the you bought the descendants on Blu-ray. Yeah. So So I could really see what it's like to be there. Yeah. Cuz I thought that was a real slice of Hawaiian life I, showing those native Hawaiians like bow bridges and and uh George Clooney yeah. and and uh, Matthew Lil Matthew Lillard, he shows up in there. Yeah, yeah, but he's not part of that family. You know those Hawaiians like yeah. Rob, like like Rob Hubel. Yeah. Is he in it? Right? He's yeah, in he it. is. Yeah. So go ahead, Fred. Yeah, Fred. Both barrels. Go at him. What? Get him. You Fred, said you try. What you, you trying to say? You, want, you said you wanted to get him. Oh, so get Fred. Him. You trying to call me one holy? Brad, this guy, he big time me when he came to the Chris Gethard show. He wouldn't even talk to me. Oh, Fred, what, what, what are you trying to say? Well, I'm going to just say this first of all. Don't curse. He's good. You're, I'm he's, not cursing. He's going to bring you to that point. I won't. I don't want you to, because you'll suddenly go, hey, man, I'm blah, blah, blah. And you'll go, I'm effing blah, blah, blah. And you won't even realize you did it. I won't, though. Okay. Because I'm speaking right, pigeon. I'm okay. So go ahead. Let's, oh. get, let's get a full on. Come on, one fika. What did you try and tell me? I ain't from Hawaii, brother. The kind. You're not from Hawaii. Fred is Whoa. ready to barf when he hears this. Fred. Well, high school you go. Well, high school you go, Fred. You're going to... What, Puna Hall? What, yeah. like one Barack you, Obama? You went Puna Hall, brah. Didn't you go to Kaimuki, brah? Like, nah, not you, evens, brah. St. Louis Kailua? got kicked out, went no. to Kalahel. <laughs> yeah, Kain. Kailua. Brah, don't even... Hey, Fred. What's up, man? Fred, let me just ask you something. Is, is what Joan is doing, is it super authentic and cool, or is it <laughs> the most offensive thing I've ever heard? You tell me. You tell me. 
You tell me, Fred. I don't know. I don't have the context. I remember. I went. Um, I, I went to see Jonah when he. Um, I think he like middled for Doug Benson at Pipeline. Did you do that? Am I wrong on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I bombed in front of Doug Benson. You did not bomb. Thank it you was, so much. I was fishing. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Wow. No, he was very angry at his roots. <laughs> yeah, I well, you know, here's the thing. My dad is I, I, my my real last name Rodriguez. I'm Portuguese. Half Portuguese. Mm -hmm. My family's been in Hawaii a very long time. When I'm when I'm doing that voice, Tom, mm -hmm. yeah. it's it's like an impression of my dad. Because I said I have no context. I was yeah, not, no, I was, no, that's I honestly I'm was not judging it. I have no context. You prejudge, but I'm not going to be somebody. To just, I was, I was asking Fred, who, mm -hmm. who he uh, is pretty proud of being uh, from Hawaii. Yeah, he didn't, he, he didn't, he didn't bolt when he was nineteen. And <laughs> oh, Fred, what do you do now? I am. Uh, I work for a startup. <laughs> startup, like what? Yeah. Startup, startup, what? Wait, huh? You work at a startup called the Chris Gethard Show. Nah, not even. So wait, Jonah big time you when he was on the on the Gethard show. I'm joking. He, um, I'm, I'm joking. He no, was Jonas, very nice. We Jonas. talked about. Uh, it turned out uh, we went to the same Power Man five thousand Static X. Right. I didn't show. I didn't go to it. I worked it. You I sold it. merch. <laughs> you worked it. Yeah, uh -huh. I opened up the a duffel bag full of their uh, their jumpsuits, their rubber jumpsuits, uh -huh. and uh, uh, it knocked me on my ass. Okay. It's a word you said twice. I'm letting it go. You I'm said that go. word twice. I did, did I say a thing? <laughs> oh, God. Now, Fred. How's it, man? How are you doing, buddy? I'm seeing all these pictures of you on Instagram. <laughs> it's like you're, what, what do you do? What do you, uh, it's like Night at the Museum 4. What are you working <laughs> at a museum now? I'm in D.C. My buddy, uh, my buddy is an immigration officer. He works out here, so he has like a furniture apartment. So I've never been to D.C. Okay, it was a a really weird thing happened, and I didn't tweet it. I don't know if it's even appropriate, but I'll bring it up. Like, I went to the Holocaust Museum, and like, it's like moving, like it's crazy sad. Sure, and you're like. I was like crying on the third floor, okay. and then one of the weirdest things happened with me to, uh, is like there was this like teenager, like a teenage goth, with his like mom, and he was like not having it. <laughs> not having it that what you were moved? No, no, oh, he not was having it at the museum. He was not into. He he was not like he was being like a teenager. He didn't want to be like. Next to his, like, his mom would come up and, like, point stuff out. And he, like, wanted to be left alone. <laughs> like, it was so weird. And I was, like, trying not to laugh. It's like, why are you being such a teenager right now? Okay, well, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> Look. Apparently, you're saving the good stuff for Gethard now, so. Oh! <laughs> that's, that's how that works, apparently. We get the... We get the table scraps over here now. Wow. Gethard gets the top shelf material. These guys. You bring the leavens over to the best show. Wow. Wow. All right. All right, but Look, you know I love you, Fred. Uh, I love you too, Tom. You take care. Say, say something nice to Jonah. Jonah, you're the band, dude. I, I remember watching uh, MST3K getting ready for church. And I never got to finish it because my mom hated it so much. 
Now, are you proud of Jonah? Are you proud of this guy repping Hawaii? He doesn't really rep Hawaii, but yeah, of course. Like, I'm not gonna. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Right. How am I supposed to? <laughs> in your opinion, how am I supposed to rep Hawaii? I'm joking. You got to be like Fred, where every article of clothing has the area. Code <laughs> <on>. <laughs> you got to wear a BJ Penn hat everywhere you go. Yeah, <laughs> have a jing. <laughs> All right, Fred. We'll talk. Have a good night, man. Aloha, kayaka. Okay. Jonah Ray, so funny, so talented, good guy. The beer thing is just in the rear view. It didn't even happen anymore. No, I you think never only, have to bring it up again. It only made our friendship stronger. Yes, exactly, because it gives a funny thing to goof around about. We have a nice goof about yes. when we're out and about. Exactly. Yes, we have a nice goof about now. <laughs> Best show. Hey, Tom, how's it going? Oh, it's going great. Who's this? This is Toronto Sex Dwarf Alex. Oh, this is a guy who's from Toronto and... uh how did it come about you you he he broke up with someone and he played if I remember the story correctly he had the he did it in a restaurant and he had the restaurant play the song Sex Dwarf by Soft Cell as ba- is that as background music is, am I getting it right Yeah you're I think you're pretty much dead on So he has been labeled now every time he has to call he has to identify himself as Toronto's Sex Dwarf Alex. Okay. Okay, Mike, thanks. Mike is doing his own show out there, apparently. God knows what he's <laughs> up to. So, uh, what's up, Toronto Sex Dwarf Alex? Well, I'm just having uh, hanging out with a friend of mine, uh, Katie, whose birthday it is. She's a big fan of the show. Happy birthday, and, Katie. Uh, Katie, you got it, yeah. Yeah. She, uh... We were just talking about the show, and, and, you know, there was a little lull in the conversation, and I stepped outside, and I thought, oh, maybe I'll call the show, see what's going on. Wait, a lull in whose conversation? In the overall party conversation, oh, not anyone specific. All right, all right. Look, Toronto Sex Dwarf Alex, you know I, I like you, buddy. I felt bad when, when we played live, and then I started goofing on you from the – it was a it was a, not a cool move, and I was worried about your, your – your, uh, how you're taking it, but you're a good guy. Oh, no. No. Everybody's cool. Everybody's cool. Everybody gets along. That's all. You know, I got your back, buddy. Toronto's, you know, Toronto's an easygoing place. Canadians, we're very easygoing. You don't have to worry about us. Yeah, you don't. I love it. I'd move to Toronto in a heartbeat. Toronto is awesome. So I was remembering the other day, I was on Young Street. Okay. If I recall, you have a story about watching two men go at it on Young Street mm-hmm. at some point, like yes. fighting each other. With a bat. Yeah. Where the one guy has the bat and then he takes it, mm-hmm. or the other guy then takes the bat from the guy he, who he has re- the bat. He, he wrested the bat from him and then started hitting the other. Uh, one guy had a bat and he was swinging it at this other guy. They were fighting on the street. And then the other guy managed to, like, get the bat under his arm and get the bat away. It's like that's when you're just like <laughs> – that's when you have to be like, I am so sorry I was swinging a bat at you. Cause right. the How last thing you're, you apologize? the last thing you're expecting is this bat I'm hitting with you, you will be hitting me with it shortly. <laughs> and I might have kind of been hitting you with it, but you are going to womp me <laughs> with that bat when 
So yeah, I think about that a lot. I think about what if one day I'm the problem will be if somebody comes at me with a bat, I'll have to be like, wait, this reminds me of what happened to Tom when he was in Toronto. Mm -hmm. And then while I'm thinking about, you know, sort of remembering that story, I'm going to end up getting clobbered. Well, time slows down when you're in a bad fight. <laughs> All right, we got to move on. Ooh. How do you say goodnight? Well, uh, well, I say goodnight by saying this is Toronto Sex Dwarf Alex signing off. Yeah, very good. Uh, told to go, Mike told me go to line four. He, Mike said that it's uh, go to the celebrity hotline on line four, and I'm being told a big name is on the line. Uh, best show. That's not me, right? Hello? Is that me? It is you. No. To whom no am I speaking? Uh, it's Andy Kindler. I can't be the celebrity. I would, I mean, come on. At my level? No, it is you. Really? Andy Kindler, the guy. Thank you. The guy who is the the face of co of Los Angeles comedy, pretty much. Oh, you just named me the mayor of uh, the face of Los Angeles comedy. Oh, God, it's over for me. That's the last uh, attempt at humor. That's my last uh, ad lib. That's my last ad lib. Now, you and Jonah Ray. Jonah Ray is in studio. What's, what's, uh, how do you guys get along? I am, res well, I am responsible for Jonah Ray's career. He probably doesn't remember this. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> so you're the one? I am the one. Uh-huh. He probably does not remember this, but I hosted... An episode of Live at Gotham that he was on. This is our longest-running joke. We do it every time we see each other. We call each other at home and do it. And it's only funny to us. It's only funny to us. Not even funny to other people that were on that oh. show. One of them being, what's the one, the most famous person from that show now? Andy Kindler. Oh, Amy <laughs> no, Schumer. Amy Schumer. Now, wouldn't, right. wouldn't, um, wouldn't saying you started Jonah Ray's career being like, yeah, I'm, hey, I know that fa that fire that burned out like 135 acres of, yeah, that was me. Like I started that. I'm proud of what I've done with you. Like you should be. That was a trap. I set a trap yeah. for you. You gave the right question. You didn't sell out your buddy Jonah. Yeah. Andy was the what rat that the Black Plague of me came upon. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you know, they made the mistake in the plague. Of killing the cats and dogs. These are one of the two or three facts I know. Wow, this is. Uh, <laughs> Am I still there? Where'd you learn? <laughs> Did you learn? No, Andy. Is this how it's made? This isn't how it's made. <laughs> how it's made? That's that show. That's a very L.A. reference. We don't have that here. Yes, you do. <laughs> how it's made? What is that? It's on the Science Channel where they show you uh, how things are made. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they describe like you know, hey, I wonder how a bum a bum gall a bum mm -hmm. gall a gumball machine works. Yeah, haven't you wondered that? Mm -hmm. And then a half hour later, you're turning to HGTV. This uh -huh. isn't from my routine or from an interesting part of my mind. Or hey, Andy, some, new, somebody here wants self-deprecation. Yeah, somebody here wants to talk to you. Let's do it. Not Jonah. I hope it's not. I hope it's not Gary. <laughs> Holy Christ. Andy! Oh my God! It's so great to hear you. This is how bad comedy is made. 
I don't get that, really. How is bad comedy made? Me and you? Or in no, general? you put you in a factory. Are you saying they broke the mold, mold when they made me because it was defective? Gary, I'm working with you, Gary. Come on. I'm Bud Abbott. You, Luke Costello, me. Andy Kimmler at the comedy store. Laugh off. <laughs> get it? You mean it's a store where they tell comedy, but it's half off? Yeah. Going out of business. <laughs> hey, come on down to the comedy store before it goes out of, with the going out of business sale. And who better to end comedy than uh, Andy Kindler? It's exciting now. Jerry! What up? <laughs> hey, Gary. What's don't up? Look, don't look Look directly into Gary's eyes. Hook me up, trouble. bro. You're hot. No, I, 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 I can't help. Hook I, me I, up. I can barely get my brother a PA job. I, I, I have no pull. Hook me up. What do you, what do you want Come to do? Meltdown! <laughs> You want to you want to work on meltdown? Yeah, wait, meltdown. That describes Billy Crystal's face. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Gary, did you hear that? Uh, jo- who's that guy? Josh Gad. He said that Billy Crystal was an encyclopedia of comedy, but what he didn't say it was a 1956 World Book. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good one. <laughs> it's a good know, one. You get it? It's a World Book, Gary. Yeah. World Book. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Good one. Hey, Jonah, hook me up. Get, get me you. on Meltdown. You, you want to be, you want to do, you want to perform on Meltdown? No, get rid of your co-host. He's the reason the show's on the air. Not when I'm on. <laughs> Meltdown with Jonah and Gary. Be careful. Gary destroyed my relationship with Bob Odenkirk. So be careful, Jonah. Yeah, that's Just what did it. <laughs> yeah, blame it on that. Yeah, I think that that Emmy nod might have helped break up that pairing. <laughs> I went out of my way. I called in all of my chits, or whatever they call them, to get uh, Bob Odenkirk on the Gary Show. And, Talking uh, nuts. Breaking Bad Post Show. Talking nuts. <laughs> no, Breaking Nuts. Breaking nuts. Busting nuts? No, it's breaking! Because it's breaking bad, stupid! <laughs> Busting! Oh, God! <laughs> With that kind of attitude, I don't see why I would put you on the meltdown. So Odenkirk called. Kimmler cashed all his shit. And it flopped! He was going from an Arby's! <laughs> Good to he, see, he, really, wrote, he, he really blocked he out some time, took it seriously. In and out was it In and Out Burger? Why do you LA people love burgers so much? <laughs> oh, did you, you go like- to Umami Burger? <laughs> I did because it's savory. You know what it's like out here? It's like Happy Days. It's the, the fifth flavor. <laughs> umami. Oh, is that what it is? I don't like any restaurant where you go in and, and don't all take a tray to get your food. Well, no, they say. Have you been here before? That's the kiss of death. Then they're going to ask you a whole, they go through a whole mommy speech. When you go to a restaurant, they say, you've been here before. It's this guy again. (laughs) 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 And you're like, oh, yeah.
yeah, you know me as Andy Kimler. And they're like, no, you're the guy who boosts the napkins. <laughs> yes. We call you I, napkin. I am the guy who you will hear loudly say, loudly say, they're not going to miss this sweet low, boom, in the pocket. Yeah, you're boom. like, yeah, that's right, it's me, Andy Kimler. And they're like, no, we just call you napkin. <laughs> And you know they kicked me out for yelling, oh, oh, mommy, oh, mommy, very loud at umami. That was my joke. Wait, which one was? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, George. Hey, Jonah! I... Kimmer's got a question. One at a time. Okay, I was in a comedy team. Did you know I was a comedy team, Jonah? No, I didn't know that. When he started when I out. Start... When I started out, I told Gary about it. I said to Gary that I was in a comedy team. It was the comedy team of Andy and Bill. And then Gary asked me, Which one were you? <laughs> then what'd you say, Andy? I said nothing because I was laughing. Because that's the thing. He he always roasts the ones, the ones I love. He loves. Exactly. I have never made fun of a little person. I only make fun of big people. And everyone listening tonight, you are all big, big people. Except for this me except for this Mexican guy over here. Like that? Rickles! What's that? Rickles! Rickles, that's right. I don't think it's hey, Jonah. another comic. Hook yelling me up. out the name of another comic. Gary, what do you what do you want? Get me on Mr. Sunset. Put me in that gumball costume. Yeah, but no, but that's a ro that's a robot. That's Tom Servo. You can't play. You, you're not a trained puppeteer. You're... Oh my! There's a squirrel on the spaceship now. It's that easy. Okay, how to get there? How how did you get there then? How did the gumball get there? Because I built it. That, that's the whole thing. That uh, Joel I built. Wanna... Man, you left the ship door open. A squirrel ran in. Wait, then how did you get into space? How'd you get into space? I was I, I was sent up there. So by was Matt I. For, with, who sent you up there? The captain. The, which captain? Captain uh, Reynolds. <laughs> hey, you two it's all fake, stupid. You're, I can make all of it up. You're regular Nichols and Nichols over there. <laughs> Thanks. Hey, Kimla, what tour dates yeah. do you have coming up? Oh, you killed. Thanks, God. Thank God for asking me. I have at andykinlet.com, which has not changed in many years, under the calendar, you will see I'm going everywhere. Liquid Lab. Am I going to Liquid Labs in Boise? Yes. Do I have a couple of other oh, things? Yes. Liquid Labs? In Boise. In Boise. Get Evan, ready. Evan, Evanston. I'm going to Evanston. Hey, Evanston. I'm I'm coming. I'm coming your way, Evanston. Look out, Evanston. Andy Kimmer's on his way. <laughs> Better get some rest <laughs> from laughing. What else? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I host my own show. Gary, I would love to have you. And Jonah, I need you to have be on it, too. What's it going? to be on Andy Kimmer's particular show once a month at Meltdown. Next show, Monday, March 14th. Ooh! <laughs> I'm learning to talk sing-song. Who's on the top. bill? 
Uh, I don't remember. Oh, Melinda Kashner is on the bill, everybody. And wow. then I have some star. I, and you met, uh, well, you didn't meet Melinda Kashner, but, uh, Tom did. And then there's, uh, other people too. I can never remember anything, but there's always star stuff. We had Zach Galifianakis in the last Ooh. show. Gary, eat, your, eat your heart out. From baskets! <laughs> baskets! That's right. Just got picked up, season two. I enjoyed that show. Martha Kelly's on that show, who Jonah Ray, uh, also knows. Yeah. Why don't they put you on it? I, you know, because Zach uh, wants me to, he told me that it would be better if I made it on my own. <laughs> Are you going married? Are you doing married? I did three, I'm going to be on, I think, three episodes of the new season of Marin. And who do you play? I play Andy. <laughs> it's a stretch. Yeah. I saw the one where you were buying, like, a fishing hat or something. <laughs> well, you know, I was in one with Jonah Ray. Oh, that's right! <laughs> Record store, Clark One! No, I gave myself a name. Record store, Clark One, audience zero! <laughs> Get it! Get it! <laughs> so fast uh, I am, Kinder! I got it. Quickest draw in the you? West! Put what me on the that? show! Which meltdown? Like, meltdown. What are you going to do on meltdown? Replace Kumail. We can't. He, like I said, he's the reason the show is even a show. Man, we could get rid of him. What are you trying? What are you trying to say, Gary? Gary, Gary, Gary what are you proposing? We'll split we split the money. Like get rid of Kumail. Like give him the boot. But but how are we going to get rid of him? I don't know. He's a big part of the Tell show. Tell the X Files is back. <laughs> Tell me X Files back and filming in Antarctica. Just, I mean, but how are we gonna? That's that's so much coordinating. How are we gonna convince them that that's happening? Gary, how are we gonna do this? Get Gary mad. Hey, Kim, get me on one of your shows. That's easy. You're already on. You're 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 permanently. Get me on the particular show. I would love to have you. When are you coming out here next to the post, Gary? Do you have any rodent? Are you coming out for rodent pilot season? Rodent. What? Rodent pilot season. I was talking to my manager. Uh, you're talking about... Uh, Milt Gorman. Milt Gorman. Milt. <laughs> I read his book. Milt Gorman. He's fantastic. Three-star entertainment. I called him again. You know what it picked up? What's that? It was a Chipotle. <laughs> he said new office number. I picked up and he goes, Chipotle, Milt speaking. <laughs> and then I was like, oh boy, this is not good. He can't even, he can't even engineer his own fake story correctly. Um, you know what the good thing was? What's that? I got a burrito out of the deal. <laughs> uh, unlike most of your other jokes, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, I know. Twists and turns. Like, Tarantino! I'm like Tarantino! You're like, uh, uh, the terrible, did you, the terrible eight, the hate, the ridiculous sick. Did you see the Adam Sandler movie on Netflix? There's four more coming out. I tried to watch it. I, I hit play now and you know what happened? What happened? Netflix said, seriously? 
Listening to some of your jokes, and you've wowed me. You got me. You're good. You're good. What do you say about actually taking over the meltdown on Comedy Central? Who are you going to choose to be your co-host? The meltdown with Too Gary old. and who? Kinler. <laughs> I want to take Kinler. Kinler's too, too old. old. He's too old. Hmm, let me think. <laughs> hmm. I'm on the Murder She Wrote channel now. Not like the MASH channel. Oh, it's the same joke. I just use a different example. I want to do some of my material. And this is not parallel. This is parallel thinking. Hey, anybody watch MASH? It's on all the time. They even got the MASH channel. That's not the joke. The joke is you can get MASH on DVD now. You can also get on Channel 5, 7, 9, 11, 13, the Radar Network. Mash after dark. Mash digital. Mash extreme. Mash true TV. <laughs> mash. 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 Chicken mash shala. Mash shopping channel. The mash shopping. Good stuff. Good stuff, Kim. <laughs> Cinemash. Cinemash. Hey. <laughs> That's only the movie. It was a baby! It was a baby! What's that from? Mesh! Oh, uh, the guy, the guy went up in the, the Colonel, Colonel, uh, Colonel Hello Larry. His plane went down. His I have career a, went down. I have a telegram to read here. Yes. I'm Colonel sorry to announce. That Andy Kindler's career crashed. That's crashed. There were no survivors. <laughs> Over the sea of Japan. No survivors. <laughs> hey, Kindler. Yeah. We should, uh, if I come down there, you put me up. I got it. You got it. You call me when you get out. Of, you call me when you get out here or have a human call me. You got to pick me up at the airport, though. Hold the sign. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Take and squirrel Uber. Squirrel Uber. Squirrel Uber. Hey, you watch Real Rob yet? You watch Real Rob yet? The Rob Schneider TV show? Yeah. I've seen every episode. It's good stuff. It's real funny. It's almost as funny as uh, dangling keys. <laughs> shaking keys. Shaking keys. Oh, dangling sorry. keys I wouldn't watch. But shaking keys? I like how he puts his infant... Above the title! <laughs> that show! Chicken Keys, the movie. 
real Rob. I got really robbed of three hours of my life <laughs> watching that. Did you see Shaking Keys on a plane? That was great. Real Rob is the only show that sends out for your consideration for the Razzies. <laughs> get it? For your in consideration. That's, that's, that's a bad award show. Yeah. Should I hang up on myself at some point? No, What's no, happened? keep going. Everyone can't get enough. <laughs> Aren't we into the half hour of power? All right, I got to hit the road. <laughs> he sounds so... Gary is famous for sounding depressed. I'm watching Antenna. You watch Antenna TV, Kimmer? What's that? Antenna TV. Oh, I have a show on... Antenna, on uh, I have a new show on on Rabbit, on Rabbit on the Rabbit Ears channel. Yeah. It's real hip, right? Yeah. Broken hip. Hey, did you see my new show, uh, Watching Paint Dry, on uh, HGTV Stream? <laughs> hey, did you hey, did you see my new show, A Watched Pot Will Eventually Boil? <laughs> it's on the Why Not channel. Melt, melted nuts. What about that? What about that? That's where do we boot Kumail? We call Melted Nuts. Melted Nuts with uh, Gary and Jonah? Gary and Jonah. Okay. My name's first now. So can it still well, it's be? it's in alphabetical order. Okay. <laughs> Look, that's it's not my fault that's the alphabet. Uh, Gary, I think we're going to have to kind of do some shows together before we start taping the show. All right. Big guests tonight. Big guests. Who we got? Who we got? Ari Shafir! <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Gimma, you a comedy store guy or a laugh factory? No, I haven't. I haven't. No, I'm not a laugh. The laugh factory is not my. Uh, first of all, any catch? Any, any, but, catch? Yeah, I still, I still play catch. You got to catch? I still play catch. The catch in Cambridge, I play. Catch. And I, catch. <laughs> Gary never made it out of the late seventies. With his references. <laughs> sure I did. <laughs> You're going to go you see Maria Moldauer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, where's Reagan had his nose for the last eight years or something like that? Yeah, it's called the Bicentennial, babe. Look into it. <laughs> <laughs> Bowser! You have <laughs> so long, Kendler. Hook All me right. up, Jonah. <laughs> okay, I, uh, I should ran, leave. He's probably, not right? here, and and he left. He left. Oh, he left. Oh boy, that he was left. rough. He, he was left. on fire tonight. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, Andy, people can get your tour dates at andykindler dot com. Should be less sarcastic, but that's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, I appreciate it. Thank you for calling. Uh, Thank and, you, Tom. Uh, this was so much fun, and thanks for all the shout-outs tonight, and I'm sorry that I wasn't able to follow my own shout-outs. All right. Well, you have I a great I love you guys. I love you too, Andy. Bye. 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 Oh, Jonah Ray. Did you have fun? Yeah. I'm having a really good time. Well, it's coming to an end, unfortunately. I'm going to take one more call, and then we're going to say goodbye. I hope it's Andy again. <clears throat> Best show. Hi, Tom. Hi, Jonah. Hello. 
This is Randall from Dallas. Oh, Randall from Dallas. What's up, buddy? I've got one for the uh, best of the worst topic. Best of the worst, worst of the best. What do you have? Yes. So uh, so last week, one, uh, one of these Alamo draft houses opened in Dallas, and so they had a soft open and were showing like hit movies from 2015 for a buck. So I finally got to see Furious 7 on the big screen. Yes. And it, and it was amazing. I didn't, I fell out with those movies, not really in, in any kind of judgy way, but I, everything I've seen, it's always been dumb fun. Right? Yeah. But, They're a blast. Yeah. Like, like, I, when I was up there last year, when my, when my gallbladder burst and I was stuck yeah. in Jersey for a month, mm-hmm. like the, my friend that I was staying with and I were like, we should watch all of those. And I think we made it through the first four, which were awful. And then when I got back to Texas, I was like, eh, I'll watch that fifth one. Maybe maybe it'll be good. And I thought the fifth one was great. And then the sixth one, I was kind of like, eh, I don't know about this. And then I kind of <laughs> lost momentum for seeing the seventh, but the seventh one was great. Then the eighth and ninth were, yeah, they were okay, but it was the 17th and 18th that really swung back. Isn't it amazing yeah. that he announced like three, fin- like he's just like, we're only doing three more of these. Like, <laughs> can you imagine the <laughs> only three, like, We've done seven. We're only doing three more. <laughs> it's like the the planning and the just the the presumptuousness of just like these next three are just going to be huge. Also, I knew you thought these were going to last forever, but <laughs> this will only go on until twenty twenty one. This this love affair with and what's his character's name again? It's like Dom, I think. Yeah, right. Uh, I don't remember. I've seen I've seen two of them. They're they're great. They're great chase them up movies. If you're going in for anything more than that, then you are the one who's wrong. Yes. <laughs> it's like I mean, what are you doing the next one? Like, at some point, you're gonna have a car like drive through the earth. That's really the only thing that they haven't done. Well, the one car went from one skyscraper to the next, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. It's ridiculous, but I, I, boy, I was, I was on the edge of my seat. That movie is two and a half hours long, and it seemed like it was 90 minutes. At some point, the Fast and Furious movies will need to, like, meld with, like, Transformers movies and just be like, eh, the cars are alive. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a whole lot more we can do with these cars. These are, they're actually, uh, robots. Just a backwards projection to explain all the weird physics <laughs> yeah. that happen in those movies. Yeah. Or you just, yeah, exactly. Turns just, out. Just, we'll put a thing up on the web that explains it more. <laughs> it was the plan the whole time. Yeah. And I think, I can just say, uh, they can stop with these like Deadpool videos now, like, 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 he's still like doing video, like, like, here's why Deadpool won't host Saturday Night Live. It's like, Deadpool won't host Saturday Night Live. It's like, the movie made half a billion dollars. You can stop pushing now. Right, yeah, you don't have to do viral marketing anymore. Yeah, the virus has been contained. The virus won. It infected America and the world. It's like that one time. See, now you're doing the... See, voice work like that, that's... Look, it's it's, it's charming. <laughs> is it Simpsons level? I don't, you know, probably I don't think, not. I don't but... think it is. <clears throat> Almost literally because I'm doing a voice from another cartoon. Yeah, but I'm saying that that's, that might cut it there. They might flip yeah. for that. Yeah. And be like, look, in case the creator of the show walks or whatever, <laughs> we've got a plan B with Jonah Ray. We get him in. 
All right, how about you teach me what it takes? What does it take to do a, a voice on The Simpsons? I don't want to talk about this now. No, 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 no. Come on. I, I can't. It's pretty great. Jonah, I want to say to you, in all seriousness, thank you for coming here. Thanks I do have to end the show. Yeah, I'm sorry. Thank you for coming. Thank you, Randall, for calling. You have a great night. You do the same. There's nothing better than hanging up on someone following through the phone. Even a great guy like that. The idea that he didn't get the word same out. <laughs> well, makes me happy. Um, at Jonah Ray on Twitter. JonahRay.com, is that the site? Yeah. You're on Nerdist once every three weeks. About. When you're interviewing a... Uh, when you're sitting down with uh, Hugh Jackman or uh, like who, who have you talked to who you were freaked? I'm sure Paul McCartney, you were freaked out, right? Yeah. Paul McCartney, Mel Brooks, mm-hmm. um, Tom Hanks. Okay. Those were the ones. Yeah. Who have we had here? Wait. <clears throat> oh, we've had Jonah Ray here. That's <laughs> you're, you're the Mel Brooks of this show. I didn't say so, Hitler once. Nice. No. Look, in all seriousness, I, you know I tease you. Yeah. I'm very happy that things are going well for you. Thank you. You work very hard. You're a funny dude. People can get you in a variety of places. The next thing they will see you in is is what? What's the next thing? Is the meltdown coming back? Is that next? Uh, the Hidden America of Jonah Ray will be okay, the next that, thing. Yeah. That's the CISO series. Yes. Then meltdown, then Mystery Science Theater. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good run, bro. Nice. A lot of stuff. Work is is good to have. It is good to have. Everybody, please, if you're in in the Triangle, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, if you're down there, make the trip this Saturday, February 27th, Sharpling and Worcester, live at Motor Co. in Durham, North Carolina. It's going to be a lot of fun. There are still tickets left. I do know it is selling really fast and uh, it's probably going to sell out so do not miss out on that you can get tickets over at stereolaughs.com slash tour pat burn is uh this saturday night in in uh, jersey city you can see him do his live prove it all night his wfmu show mods versus rockers is the theme <clears throat> 9 p.m over at the wfmu performance space on montgomery apartment on Chera. Dan Chamberlain and my teenage stride will all be there, a part of the show. It's going to be great. Studio, anything? Studio will be at Brett Davis's uh, live show, The Lethal Lottery. Um, check that out. You, you, Brett's all over uh, the internet. You can find him and check Studios at Sonic Dork. He'll post about it there. Mike is at Masses on Sunday. Go check Mike out there. And something else to say, and I am forgetting it. Well, you'll just have to check me out on Twitter, and I'll put it up if I remember what it was. Oh, yeah, and that's right. The Simpsons, I'm no joke, uh, March 13th, Sharpling and Worcester on The Simpsons. You can check that out. And we will be back next week believe i'll have uh my friend gail bennington should be here we'll see hopefully and now 
I'm going to play a song by uh, <clears throat> my friend uh, Kurt Vile. Oh my, it's a song called Red Apples for Tom Sharpling. Good night. We'll be back next week. Thank you, Jonah. Thank you, Tom. the thing I was trying to remember. It is now, Tuesday is now February, uh, Tuesday is now Wednesday, and it is now Wednesday is uh, Terry T's birthday, so happy birthday, Terry T. You're the greatest, and uh, I love you so much, and here's Kurt Vile. Bye. Girl, come on over. Hey, old man.